This is the Gomaluku podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Tamo Harada, and I am a PhD candidate at the Norwegian University of Life Sciences. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough to borrow uh, a Ghazali's platform uh, uh, where we can discuss this very interesting uh, topic, uh, which is deploying indigenous diplomacies. Um, and I guess I should talk a little bit about, you know, why I and actually Ghazali too um, thought about doing this. So um, we've been going, or at least I have started going to the UNFCCC processes um, uh, in 2018. And, and Ghazali has been there for quite a long time. Um, and we figured that, you know, Ghazali and I kind of wanted to create you know, like a tell-all conversations about, you know, how the United Nations work. Because, you know, so many of us, including, I mean, indigenous peoples and non-indigenous peoples, um, simply just don't know, you know, how to get there, right? How to get in, um, what happens there? Or, you know, do we even have actually a way of influencing what goes on in the UN, right? So what we hope to do is to, you know, open this giant black box uh, called the United Nations from a perspective of indigenous peoples. And, you know, United Nations is, is a big organization and it, it has, you know, it has many agencies underneath. Um, each specialized in dealing with, you know, many challenges we're facing um, around the glo globe that requires, you know, global solutions and international corporations. Um, for example, um, take environmental degradations or international conflicts, um, poverty, pandemics, and climate. And, you know, many, if not all decisions made at the UN and these specialized agencies affects all of us, including indigenous peoples. So for indigenous peoples, active participation and representation in the UN is, is extremely important so that they can be part of the process and, and have their interests and ideas uh, and their and the demands reflected uh, in the decisions that are being made. So in this clubhouse, which will come to a podcast uh, uh, in Ghazali's own podcast, um, what do you call it? The, the Spotify podcast? Gomaluka podcast. <laughs> podcast, yeah. Um, we, we thought we would run a show inviting indigenous peoples who are dealing with a variety of issues discussed in the UN system. Um, and perhaps after this, after this one, um, we can run different shows dealing with specific issues um, that I have discussed above. And, and, and we try to kind of get, you know, we try to kind of deliver to you um, um, you know, how, for example, the United Nations system function um, where in, uh, and what happens uh, in, in institutions where indigenous peoples do show up. What do they do there? Why do they go there? And so on. Um, and I will try to get, we will try to get our guests to, to kind of explain, you know, why it matters to them. And, and, but we also want to kind of talk about the practical um, 
which is to explain to, to, to our audience how indigenous people can show up. You know, what are, what are the concrete processes of getting there? Uh, and, and what kind of preparations uh, they do uh, before they come to these events? And then exp uh, we'll get the, uh, the guests explain exactly, you know, what, it, what is exactly the experience, kind of experience that, 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 that these conferences uh, give to the indigenous peoples. Or, or, or concretely, um, um, is there, for example, um, is there some empowering aspect to being, participating in these conferences or there are some disempowering aspects to participating in these con uh, con conferences or to, in the UN processes? And we try to keep the conversation simple um, and we, we, we will try to use less acronyms. Um, and if we do, we will try to explain what they are because it is, there are a lot of acronyms in these processes, but I think the point of this uh, conversation is to, is, to, is to keep it simple and, and, and digestible to people who are tuning in. Um, so today we have um, Gazalio Horella, who is you know, the, the, the founder, so to say, uh, of, you know, well, maybe not founder, but one of the first people to be there uh, when it comes to indigenous people's spaces in Clubhouse. Uh, you know, quick, try, uh, <laughs> I don't know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but, uh, but, um, but uh, he, is, he has been in, in the UN for quite a long time. Um, and I'm sure he, we will hear from him, um, um, uh, his experiences and, and his kind of encounter with the UN uh, and so on. And we also have Jakobed, um, who is a Kuna from uh, what we now know as Panama. Uh, and today we're going to specifically talk about climate change, um, United Nations and climate change and indigenous peoples. Um, and one of the biggest United Nations org organizations that, that deals with climate change is what is called United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, uh, and we will we will get to we will get uh, we will um, explain what that is uh, in in the in the in uh, later on when 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 I bring Ghazali and Yakovet on onto the conversation. Um, but I thought first um, I would get get Ghazali and Yakovet to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know. Uh, you know, these, these can be quite long, but let's try to keep it short. But with an emphasis on, you know, what, what was your entry point to the United Nations system? Uh, what was your first conferences or what was your first kind of encounter uh, with UN as an institution, right? So a little bit about yourself and a little bit about how you got into uh, to being involved, right, in the UN system. So, so uh, let, let, let's, go, let's go with Ghazali. Um, sure. Um, I was about to say like ladies first, but, um, you, you, oh, you're right, the, right. you're, you're the, um, so I'll leave it up to you. Um, well, to, I mean, um, Gazali, you're the, you're, you're the, okay. you're the oldest in, in this group. So, <laughs> so <laughs> holy, holy smokes. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, no, thank you. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Um, yeah. All right. Gazali Orella from Maluku, um, between Australia and Philippines. Um, 
indigenous peoples, uh, oh, sorry, uh, 999 islands, um, archipelago, uh, 2.2 million indigenous peoples living on the islands with a community of approximately 50,000 living in the, Netherl the Netherlands uh, mm. due to, to forced location. Um, uh, yeah, indigenous peoples is called the Alifuru people, and we are of Melanesian race or descent, um, uh, hence, uh, henceforth, yeah, belonging to the uh, Pacific Indigenous region. Um, so that is, yeah, pretty much uh, who I am, uh, where I'm from, and uh, why I, I do what I do, actually, to, to um, advance the rights of my Indigenous peoples, but not only of the Indigenous peoples that I affiliate with, but also Indigenous peoples in general. Um, so, mm. um, yeah, my mission is really to, yeah, inspire and empower um, all the Indigenous peoples around the world so that they can do what inspires them. Um, my entry point at, at the UN was, uh, yeah, I was pr practically born with a ba UN badge around my neck. Uh, my mom was super active within the UN. And, um, yeah, she took me to the UN when I was, what I can recall, when I, when I was like eight or nine years old. Um, but it did not start, start to compute um, the work that she did. And it started to interest me when I was, um, yeah, 14 or 15. And then I started mm. to actively uh, get involved. Um, so that's my, my, my entry point within the UN. And mm. yeah, I've been, um, yeah, I've been, been going back, and back to the UN ever since. Um, mm. I, I, I love the work. I, I love to go um, work with my, my indigenous relations, my indigenous peers. And yeah, my, my, my entry point into the UNCCC was is funny, actually. I was actually parachuted in. I was, um, my prior knowledge about, the UNFCCC was nothing uh, before um, COP21 or the Paris uh, Accord, uh, Paris Agreement. Um, I was mm. parachuted into Paris to uh, help the Pacific um, uh, Caucus or region help out with uh, with um, negotiations and, and lobbying. Um, so that's what's my entry point. And um, yeah, I've I've never well I've, I've stayed on actually. I've never left. So that's. Um, yeah, that's in short uh, my origin story within the UN and within the UNFCCC. Right. Uh, and, you know, we've heard a lot about the UNFCCC and, and Paris Agreement already, but we, we will try to unpack that as we continue on with our conversation. Um, but Jakobet, um, care to uh, tell a little bit about yourself uh, and yes. your kind of uh, encounter, your, your beginning with the UN system? Thank you, Tomo. Uh, good evening, good morning. I don't know in what place you are, but I'm Jokabet from Cunadule Nation, from Panama. Uh, we are uh, in the Caribbean Sea. We have around 400 islands in Panama. Uh, and I'm working with indigenous memory. We want to compile, record the memory and history about our indigenous nations. Um, well, my first time I stay in some conference from UN, it is in COP, night, uh, in the last COP uh, in Madrid. And then in this time I met Gasali, I see Tomo. And then, uh, because for me and for my people, it's very important to talk about climate change and how this affects our lands, our islands. Uh, 
Yes, this is me. Thank you for uh, give me the opportunity to talk with you and learn and to have this opportunity to talk about climate change and how this affects our lands. Thanks, Jacobet. Um, I think before we head out, I think I should talk a little bit about myself. Uh, I'll be very short. Um, so like I said, I am a PhD candidate at the Norwegian University of Life Sciences. And for many years, I've been studying international relations, which is a study of how, you know, how states or how the world kind of organizes itself into, um, into an institution like United States, uh, United Nations, and then how they interact with each other uh, to basically um, to form a, uh, 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 well, in a, in, a, in a natural, a better world, right? Uh, where, 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 where people are able to uh, co cooperate with each other uh, and avoid conflicts and, and solve some of the biggest issues that are out there globally. Uh, and this is a very, I would say, a colonial uh, subject. And, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of the international relations discipline is and history and the way the world has been told is, is basically done by Western scholars. And as a result, um, there's a lot of missing accounts of other um, uh, key peoples or actors in this world who, who make tangible contribution uh, who, or who can make tangible contribution uh, to, to making the world a better place, right? Uh, so um, I looked upon indigenous people's um, diplomacy because this is, a, this is something that has never been discussed uh, in, in my discipline. But nevertheless, I feel very strongly and, and important uh, in, in the topic as climate change. Uh, and I came to the UN uh, first time uh, in 2017 uh, when I went to a meeting that was held by the UNFCCC. Um, and I met Ghazali there and I met other indigenous peoples who came all the way from all over the world to, to Bonn, where the, where the headquarter is. Uh, to, to, to negotiate, to, to lobby and to advocate for, for, for inclusion of indigenous peoples, not just in the policies, but also in the processes of making decisions within about climate change uh, at the UN system. Uh, and I've been following the Ghazali's work and others work uh, since then. Uh, so the, so this, this, is, this is my kind of uh, where I came from, um, very shallow history. Uh, but I've also learned a lot. I learned a lot, and I hope to kind of uh, talk to Ghazali and Yakobet uh, about some of the things that I've seen and and, and how they see what they uh, uh, what they uh, what uh, what happens in 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 the processes that are at the that are happening around uh, in the UNFCCC. So um, I think you know I don't want to kind of make it like an interview uh, uh, of of Ghazali and Yakobet. We try to make it make a conversation. Um, so, I mean, I think Ghazali, you're, you're in a better position to know, um, you know, how, how um, formally within the UN system, uh, how, many, uh, how many processes or how many issues um, do you know where indigenous people are involved uh, actively? Um, um, right now, well, it's better to start off with um, the participation of indigenous peoples. It 
Um, it is is a very lengthy process. Um, if you you can you can back can go back all the way to 1923, 1924 uh, with the League of Nations, mm. when um, Deskahe uh, Levi, general um, of the Haudenosaunee, he attempted to um, yeah address the League of Nations. Um, so he traveled to Geneva, um, yeah, to to talk about his, the, the the rights of his indigenous peoples, um, but was not allowed. Um, allowed to speak. Um, that was in 1923. Well, one year later, um, uh, spiritual leader um, Ratana from uh, Aotearoa, um, a Maori leader, um, also traveled to, to the League of Nations, um, also trying to address the injustices um, and the rights of indigenous peoples, uh, of his peoples. Um, and he was not allowed to, not allow, not allowed to enter. Um, so you could say that the um, yeah, the movement of indigenous peoples has it's um, has been almost for one hundred years already. Um, when when we talk about the UN at, at, as an institution, um, indigenous peoples first entered the United Nations in nineteen seventy seven um, in Geneva, and that was also the birth of well, one of the um, first. Um, conferences uh, for indigenous peoples, which led to the um, working group on indigenous populations, and which was actually like it was the, the lowest on the ladder of the United Nations um, f- um, um, system, actually. So it was, but it was also the the, the only, first and only entry point for indigenous peoples within the UN. Um, so it, over the years, from 1977 until early 2000s, um, thousands, hundred, yeah, thousands of people. Um, yeah, almost every year uh, attended that that meeting, and that was the the work group on indigenous populations. Um, indigenous peoples were not considered uh, peoples back then, um, hence uh, populations. We were considered, um, yeah, uh, um, a population as an animal population. We didn't have rights as collective mm. rights. Mm. Um, so, and that uh, kicked off um, several new. Processes actually the so so for example you have the permanent forum on indigenous issues which is now in New York um, the expert mechanism on the rights of indigenous peoples which is the incumbent of the old working group on indigenous populations in in Geneva and and the special rapporteur on the rights of indigenous peoples which is mm. like a ombudsman for indigenous peoples mm. within the UN and then mm. you have the and then but those are, are only uh, yeah, uh, bodies or, or instruments for, for that indigenous peoples, um, for yeah, for indigenous peoples that are like what we call mandate holders. Um, mm. But then you know that the UN is such a big monster. It has uh, so many branches on climate change, biodiversity, uh, um, oceans. Um, there are so many aspects to, to the UN, so many aspects to the, to the work that indigenous peoples also started to uh, participate in those um, uh, branches and and uh, um, yeah parts of 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 the UN, so mm. um, you have the three main mandates. Uh, but right now, and these people are, are trying to influence influence decision making um, in all all across the board, including uh, mm. the Convention on the Biological Diversity um, to protect the, bi- uh, mm. the biodiversity. Um, and, and the UNFCCC, which is United Nations Framework mm. Convention on Climate Change. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's quite a number of them. 
um, that we try to participate yeah, I, in and influence influence decision making. Yeah, I I read somewhere that indigenous peoples have representations across you know formal representations across six on a sixteen or or something sixteen uh, different. Um, uh bodies within the un am i am i right about that it's it's somewhere around there right uh it's, it's somewhere around that it is um yeah. the 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 more um yeah in these peoples engage with the process um yeah the more mm. formal bodies are being created um there's mm. a food and agriculture organization um yeah. um there um there there's and there's the um um on one on agricultural development there is um UNDP, um, so yeah. the development program. Um, so they're, they're just, yeah, it, it could add up to, to 16. I don't have the entire yeah. list in, in front of me or yeah. in my head, but um, yeah, it, yeah. It's, I think it sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, um, just just for the clarification, I know you guys are your lawyer, uh, and Jakobet, I'll, I'll definitely talk to you uh, as well. Um, but Ghazali, um, what, what, what's the distinction between people and population for those who are not really familiar with uh, the topic? And, and why, why does it matter to, to you? Um, yeah, it matters like a, um, I yes, alluded to it, right? So before we considered populations, right. uh, which was equal to an animal population. Um, we are peoples and mm. indigenous peoples historically uh, we've been nations. Yes. We've been there before, or we're still there. Um, we've been there before um, political nations were formed and um, states were formed. Um, so anyway, and indigenous peoples, many, if not most indigenous peoples, um, had already had uh, treaties, nation-to-nation uh, -nation, uh, relationships and treaties, um, um, uh, like North, uh, North America uh, or Latin America, every, everywhere around the world. Um, so... You know, we, we, because we were there and we, because we have, uh, we are the original peoples of, of the lands that, that, we, that, we, um, um, that we guard uh, for the next generations, you know, um, it is very important that, um, yeah, to recognize that we have rights as a peoples. Now, um, because, uh, and this is something that I always keep in mind, is like the, the for example, the... The UN Charter, now, it, it says we the peoples mm. and we the peoples and then, then it goes into, for example, self-determination. Like mm. These peoples also have the right to self-determination. Um, and these peoples are, we are, are also individuals, we have human rights, like individual rights. However, as original peoples of the land, as, as uh, um, we also have collective rights, or should have collective rights. Um, mm. So that we can protect us, our own communities and our, or mm. our, uh, as peoples. Mm. Um, so the distinction um, was evident uh, that that had to be made. Um, that we had to uh, really push for uh, in these peoples to be recognized as peoples with a capital P and the S at the end, because that's the same mm. word word that also ref is. Re um, is reflected or you can see within the UN Charter that, that starts with we the people. So it, all the rights mm. as states that are applied to states apply actually to peoples. So that's why indigenous peoples, mm. um, um, at least I make it evident or adam I'm very adamant about it that indigenous peoples are uh, not social, uh, civil society because we have our own civil society. 
um, uh, we are people, and that's why we are peoples with capital P and an, and an S at the end. So that's the distinction between population and peoples. Yeah, yeah it, it's, quite, it's quite noticeable, you know, how, you know, some people in the UN system, even the UN uh, secretariat um, personnel themselves often use, you know, indigenous populations. Um, that that is you know that that is a you know language that we all recognize you know that is kind of out of touch with the with the with the reality and and the and the and 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 the rights that that indigenous people have right that's well in a way we're teaching as yeah indigenous people's participation within the UN is um, yeah. uh, we're, we're teaching them um, through mm. our own participation and through. Um, yeah. uh, um, or our engagement with those um, institutions, yeah. we teach them that um, we're not indigenous. Right. We have our own communities, but we are peoples. Yeah. Um, as 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 states or nations or states, we are peoples. Um, so every mm. time that we that we engage with the, those entities and the secretariat, and it, we're teaching them a whole new vocabulary in a way. Yeah. Um, to, so that they know where we come from, um, what's how yeah. they, in what context they, they need to place us in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about like how, you know, how all of that happens at the UNFCCC in terms of um, uh, exchanging, right, uh, the language and the knowledge of indigenous peoples, which is a big part of what is happening in the UNFCCC now. But let's let's talk about the UNFCCC um, and 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 what it does uh, and you know and we oft, we also hear a lot about you know COP COP and Paris Agreement um, you know the it's it's a very it's very sometimes it's very confusing uh, to 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 a lot of people who are who are not following the processes um, for those of you who don't really know about UNFCCC. The UNFCCC is uh, an acronym. So UNFCCC, uh, United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Um, and it was established in 19, I believe it was 1992, uh, when, the, when the world uh, leaders, countries, uh, and civil societies, and indigenous peoples for that matter, uh, came to Rio de Janeiro um, conference uh, to recognize the, the 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 concerns that we all shared about the changing climate uh, in 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 uh, in the world, and and came together to agree on on a mission, which is to aim for a reduction of global carbon emission. Um, and the, the 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 people who came to agree on were basically the states. So United Nations is a institutions whose core members consists of states, um, and there are about hundred and odd ninety odd states around the world. Uh, and they came together to make an agreement called United, United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Uh, and from then on, the countries that signed up, I think mo almost all the countries did. Um, if not all, uh, they became to be called parties. So when we say parties, it means almost synonymous with states, but basically they are parties to the conventions, that the countries that sign the conventions are called parties. Um, and, and COP, 
is basically a short for Conference of Parties. Um, it is a conference that is held every year uh, in chosen places around the world uh, where parties get together uh, and discuss um, issues uh, that are related to climate change um, and make decisions um, uh, which has implications for, for, for not only the states that are involved, but also uh, people in those states, um, uh, include, uh, which is pretty much everybody. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, and so we're going to be primarily talking about this particular um, organs, um, UNFCCC and the COP, and how, what indigenous people got to do with this how, why, uh, uh, in this particular process. Um, and one of the biggest um, kind of uh, agreement that was reached more recently was called Paris Agreement. Uh, and, you know, I will say something about it. Maybe Ghazali or Yakobed uh, care to add more. Um, um, so Paris Agreement is, 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 a, is a big international agreement. Uh, uh, it is uh, that, that basically recognizes the alarming uh, uh, changes of our climate and, and effect it has on, 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 on the communities uh, from, from regional to, to local and uh, to global even. Uh, and, 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 uh, and more like an agreement to come together to, to, to act uh, against the adversarial effects of climate change. Uh, and, um, and I think um, what was uh, agreed upon there also involves, um, you know, indigenous peoples and, and the role of, role of indigenous peoples and role of youth uh, and role of local communities and, and farmers and, and, and other stakeholders who are both affected but also provide solution uh, to, to, to solving climate crisis. Um, so, um, again, um, I'm very much uh, condensing a lot of information here, but that's what Paris Agreement uh, was about. Uh, and, and it's been um, six years since it was signed. Um, and every year there, was, there is a meeting called COP uh, in different places around the world to, to report uh, progress has been made, challenges uh, encountered, uh, and, and, and try, to, try to bring about more coordination and, and, and more ambitious goal uh, of uh, addressing the climate change. Um, but I think either Ghazali or Yakobed know specifically about, you know, what, what, what does the UNF, UNFCCC or Paris Agreement say um, uh, about indigenous peoples and their roles and the, uh, in, the, in, the, in addressing climate change? Um, yeah, I, I could kick off if, if, if uh, Hokobed is okay with that and then Hokobed can um, add um, to that. Um, yeah, um, the short answer is not much uh, mm. in, 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 within the Paris Agreement, but obviously it's much more nuanced than that. Um, mm. Like I said, like it was, it was a, a big struggle for, for us um, in Paris. Um, mm. f within two weeks, um, there was a huge delegation from Indigenous people, of Indigenous peoples from all around the world, um, trying to influence decision-making. Um, yeah, for people that don't know, there's there there are two zones, right, uh, within the, these COPs or, or the, these these summits. Um, one is the blue zone where all the negotiations take place, and is the green zone where it's like a 
yeah, it's like a show and tell it's, 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 um, where there are pavilions and people people can show um, their mm. own ideas for for climate against mm. the fight climate change and everything mm. else. Um, so the green zone was easy to access, but the blue zone was difficult to access. So there was a, a smaller number of people active within the blue zone uh, to influence the negotiations. Um, so to give you an idea, and uh, these peoples went into Paris with with, uh, with some. Um, yeah, with, with, with some very distinct and very important um, priorities um, um, to, because we also saw that as the, the is a very big moment, a, a moment in time to really um, gain recognition for the, um, the sustainable uh, practices uh, of indigenous peoples um, and, and ideas and, and um, yeah, our knowledge um, that they can fly, fight climate change. Um, so, and we all we wanted was the respect for, for our uh, for our uh, knowledge, for our practices, and for our rights, and making sure that it is respected in everything that the UNFCCC or the Paris Agreement touches. Um, and that that's what what, what we were fighting for. Um, mm. Obviously, it's a negotiation, and in these peoples, um, the, any way you look at, want to look at it, at the at the end of the day, in these peoples are all always from outside looking in. Um, mm. We are peoples. We have we can participate. We can lobby. However, we cannot participate in the decision making itself. We're not at really, actually, at the table. At least at that point, um, we weren't, were not able to do that. Um, mm. So we had to go through states and, and try to, um, yeah, uh, to try to lobby them to, um, to influence the negotiations. Um, mm. So and then along the two weeks, um, our our priorities started to, um, yeah, from 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 twenty five priorities and points of that we really want to have included in the Paris Agreement. Um, like at the end of this the, the this uh, this first week. It was already yeah, diminished to like uh, uh, fifteen, and then like, it goes really fast in the second week because um, and then because it goes into high speed negotiations, high level negotiations, and which ended uh, mostly um, of the the respect for the rights of indigenous peoples and climate change, and and human rights as well. So human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples um, in the preamble. Um, so. If you look at, for example, the Paris Agreement has um, two parts. It has the, the preamble and the operative text. Um, if the Paris Agreement says what you need to do, um, the operative text says, all right, this is what you do um, in X, Y, Z occasions, or this is what you need to do. The, what the preamble says is, right, this is the context. This is how you need to read all these, um, all these, um, uh, uh, these operative paragraphs, all these action points. Um, in negotiations, always um, operative trumps preamble. So whatever you have in the preamble, if the operative is not in line with it, the op operative text rules um, is is uh, will have the without will have the upper hand. So what we wanted to, to do is stay out of the preamble as much as possible and, st and, and have our rights reflected in the operative text. As you can imagine, um, a lot of states did not want that. So what happened was um, in Indian, uh, the rights of Indian peoples, there was like an omnibus paragraph in, in the preamble that, that um, acknowledging 
amongst others, the rights of indigenous peoples in, in, mm. in, the, in the decision on, on two occasions. Um, mm. So it's acknowledging the rights of indigenous peoples and also like something along the lines of agreeing to um, yeah, mobilize and, and uh, action by including um, amongst others, local communities and indigenous peoples. So we were there were a lot of references in in the preamble, and um, there were some um, yeah some principles included that 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 kind of alluded to in the uh, to um, traditional knowledge or or the knowledge of indigenous peoples, and there were some references yeah. to uh, yeah and some reference references to it. Yeah. The only operative meaning, the only action point, the really tangible thing that was included into the Paris Agreement that, uh, in the decision of the Paris Agreement that would, uh, uh, that, um, yeah, that really had a, uh, was relevant to indigenous peoples, a direct relevancy, uh, was the, um, yeah, the, um, the recognition that to, to strengthen the knowledge of local communities and indigenous peoples, comma, uh, and to establish a platform um, to, uh, for the exchange of experiences. So that is, Basically, the growing pains uh, of the Paris Agreement from from Indian people's point of view. Now, mm. and that was mm. that, that that was um, uh, a the, the the second week of of Paris. I can remember that very well. We had to run around from meeting to meeting. There were meetings that were important meetings that were held parallel to each other, and uh, and you and just because you you. Um, you have no voice. Uh, you, you you cannot directly influence the decision making. So I have to work through the states. Mm. Um, mm. So the, so we ended up with having uh, five references um, directly and indirectly to indigenous peoples in the Paris Agreement. Mm. Mm. And is is the plan? So you you talked about you know the operative aspect. So you know the the concrete things that the Paris Agreement would do in the future, which was to establish this platform. Um, to what extent indigenous people were involved in, in you know, in, in, in kind of um, uh, uh, getting to, getting the statement included in the, in the Paris Agreement to establish oh, yeah. a platform? Yeah, I, I know where you're um, heading with this. Yeah, um, yeah uh, we, don't, we don't ask for it. We didn't ask for it. We didn't want it. It yeah. wasn't one of our priorities as Indigenous peoples at large. Yeah. Um, when, we, when we first started, uh, when we, um, all, so all the regions, um, so yeah. Indigenous peoples have seven regions. I'm yeah. from the Pacific region. Um, Hokebet yeah. is from the Latin American Caribbean region. Um, yeah. And we have seven regions, right? Um, and all these regions yeah. had their own preparatory meeting. And in all, like, we tried to, um, yeah, consolidate our positions. And we did. Uh, and so that in... Um, in Paris, we had one nice and, and concise set of priorities. Um, mm. th this platform was, ne was not one of them. Um, before, mm. um, in Cancun and, 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 that was, so, um, and Copenhagen, there was, we were alluding to it, of a permanent mm. space for indigenous peoples within, uh, um, within, within the union of Triple C. Um, mm. But for the Paris Agreement, um, that do we, uh, we did not ask for it. Only until it was included it, uh, into the, the document, and we, we saw, uh, can you imagine that um, in the second week um, of the, the Paris negotiations, almost every day, um, at least every day, there was a new iteration or so, a new draft. 
um, mm. and there were small uh, changes, and you could you could um, sense or taste the um, the tension. Um, so whenever whenever a new draft came out, everything was silent. Mm. So everyone was going through the the text and mm. trying to see if their uh, uh, terms or, or their their paragraphs got in or what how. Um, Severely, it would affect uh, this change of word. So, a change of word or a comma has mm. has a significant impact. So, yeah. um, we were focused on that only until they in- introduced the platform. We were like, "Hold on!" And we had and and these people said to have we have our daily coordination meetings every morning, mm. and, and nobody w- was pushing for it. Only at, at, mm. the, at the day that we saw that the, the platform was, inclu- was included. So the next day we had a coordination meeting. All right, hey guys, um, who was pushing for this? Because if mm. they were pushing for this, if for, to get something into the Paris Agreement, you have a lot of pull. You have a lot of leverage to get something mm. in there. So mm. if, you have, if you did get something in there that we did not want, then um, yeah, like imagine what we could get in there, what, what we did want. But nobody... Mm was pushing for it. So we had to ask mm. around, like, all right, so who was the main sponsor mm. of, the, of this particular paragraph, uh, 135 mm. of, the, of the decision? Mm. Mm. And, and that's when, when we found out that there, were, there was, uh, uh, was a country that, 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 that proposed mm. it and that included mm. it. And mm. yeah, then there's, there's two things you can do. Like either you, you try to kill it or you run with it. And, mm. the, and these people, like, we made the decision, all right, we'll just run with it, um, making sure mm. that at least we have a, a foot in a door, you know? And then that, mm. that was the argument. Like, we have a foot in a door, yeah. we have something that we can hold on to, a hook uh, for, for years to come. Um, uh, but it, it was very strange um, yeah. um, how that manifested within the, the Paris Agreement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we will get to, you know, specifics of, of, of the platform maybe later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so basically in the, in, in the UN conferences, um, you have, uh, you know, parties who are the countries uh, uh, basically negotiating over a draft text, which is usually produced by the, the secretariats uh, who are behind the scene. Um, who's drafting a very like skeleton format of, of what the agreement should look like. And then the states work together to kind of uh, agree on, okay, so what should be included in, in, the, in the preamble, what should be included in the, in the operative clauses, uh, and then they do iterations. So they go through it over and over again. Uh, they, they, when there's disagreement, they say, oh, we'll come back to it. And then uh, they go through it once and they go through it twice, sometimes three times, four times, uh, until until we all agree, uh, or the parties all agree uh, on 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 the on the uh, the draft text that's presented to them, and I think one unique thing about UNFCCC is that it has to be a consensus. So that is to say, uh, at the very end, when the agreement is tabled, uh, meaning proposed to the to the big plenary session where every party gets together to decide on something, um, what it means is that that that. That, that consensus means that uh, that there is no objection. So the part the chair will ask the parties, okay, are there any objections to the draft? And then if nobody raises hand, then it's adopted. 
so it's, it's quite different from other UN organs where it's usually a uh, majority or, 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 or super majority or, or some, some, agent, some uh, institutions have veto power. No, this in, 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 in a UN system where one party has objection, uh, then, then, then they had to go through another iterations to, to, to kind of smoothen out uh, that, that, that disagreement. Um, but yeah, well, Jacobet, um, Tomo, well, Tomo, yeah, just, just before we move on, um, I think this is, this is super interesting. Um, uh, just something I would like to add, because what you're ex- describing, yeah. like this consensus, consensus building, some, a, yeah. a, um, a way of trying to get to a consensus in Paris, they used a method that's actually indigenous. Um, so they um, said they used, and it was used many times within within and within the Paris negotiations. Where it was the the Indaba method, and and it's from the um, I believe from uh, Indian people from um, I think believe from South Africa, uh, definitely from the Zulu. I, I can't remember. There, there's several. Um, mm. What they what they do is they gather people that um, uh, were opposed. Um, they get and so they gather them at the table. And to, to speak direct directly to one another to to get get to a um, um, yeah to a to an an outcome. So th- it's it's funny mm-hmm. that like they've they've been deploying the Indaba indigenous Indaba method um, to um, to get to a consensus, but then only refer to indigenous mm-hmm. peoples in in the preamble. Um, so I think th- there's a little bit mm-hmm. of irony in that one. Right. And and, and Jacobet, like, do do you remember like the time when Paris Agreement uh, was adopted. Like, do you, do you do you still remember your kind of initial thought about what that could mean to you, or or um, what 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 kind of experience did you have uh, back in Par- uh, when when the when the agreement was adopted? Thank you, Tomo Angasari, for explaining better about uh, climate change and what happened with COP twenty five and the Agreement on Paris. Well, for me, uh, it's very important to beginning to say uh, when we stay on the COP25, for me, it's the first time I will be, I've been there. Uh, mm. I think it's very important to know uh, sometimes with thinking the majority of people going to this kind of uh, uh, meeting, maybe they are lawyers or people uh, spread about indigenous people or or other kind indigenous people has more uh, opportunity to talk, uh, to have negotiation with uh, some government. Uh, but for me, it's very important to say uh, I am a young woman. Uh, when I went, I've been to the the COP 25, uh, I was together with others uh, indigenous uh, people around the world, and then for me it was very important to be part of them because it's not really only for experts, it's really for people who want to uh, to have a book because in our community or people know what happened in our community, how the climate change affect our lands. Uh, I think everyone, indigenous people want to come, but maybe we need to some a, a space to, to have this opportunity to talk and to advocacy because we understand uh, the fighting in our land is very important to hearing different voices. 
And then for me was when I met Gazali in Code 25, I was, uh, he's, he's, he's playing very well about what happened in the caucus. Each morning we has a meeting and then we have a conversation what we are going to do in the in the day uh, in what aspect we are going to have some uh, a meeting with others and then uh, one day i was there and then my brother from kuna dule nation uh, Mas, uh, Dule, he invited me to to go with gasali and other guys to talk with the uh, to uh, european ministry about uh, what happened with this agreement and what happened in our land. For me, it was important to explain what happened with Kunadule people, uh, how it impacts the climate change in my community, in our islands, and how that affects uh, the women and child. Because you know, the indigenous women around the world were in the less to do a bad impact to the climate change. And then we have a lot of uh, struggle in our land because we have displacement uh, because in so many places in Central America, we cannot cultivate a lot because our earth is occupied for big companies or or, may, or maybe some for uh, how the government understand this land is not for our people. Uh, I think the Relation, the relation is very close about climate change, about cons consumers, about uh, how we understand our life, capitalism, life sustainable, no, with near to the land, with sustainable near to the uh, capitalism. And the other thing is, is for us uh, to understand uh, the Article 6 of Agreement of Paris, like human rights, but the human rights is not only uh, is not include human uh, people from land, people, indigenous people, and how we understand in our epistemology uh, our relation with the land and how understand our autonomy or self determination in our community. Mm. I think when we hear different voices around the world about what happened in our context. We understand better you now the policy, the uh, policy like uh, Western uh, policy. We understand better how our people understand their in their epistemology and their politicals, a uh, public in their community self determination. Where it's very important for to have a better understanding about this problematic uh, because we understand uh, the people from the land. Uh, we have relation uh, very close with the land uh, centuries ago, and then now we have this problematic. But the solution is not the for part of the government. The solution is for everyone, mm. and we need to hear different voices. I think uh, well because uh, it's to continue working together like a human beings, but continue working together like a human being with living beings around in this planet we call in, in Kuna language Natwana. Mm. Uh, we understand like indigenous people, mother earth. I don't know, yes, Tomo, this is my plan about what did you ask me? Mm. Yeah, it's it's quite clear that, you know, I remember, you know, when uh, Kenneth Dare uh, from Haudenosaunee um, 
uh, he's been around in the UN for quite a long time. And, and he once told us that, you know, not all humanities are represented at the UN. Um, only the states uh, have, 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 have power to make decisions uh, and what goes on there and the power to kind of define what the, what, what the interests of the, of the agreements uh, should be and, 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 and the goal and, and the methods through which we attain that goal. Um, in that particular agreement, although United Nations have been trying for a long time to include, you know, NGOs and, and indigenous peoples and local communities, or I don't know if I can say trying, um, the, the Paris Agreement, you know, for many, while it was triumph for others, it, it failed to include a lot of the, you know, a lot of the um, uh, different constituent, different, um, you know, classification cons constituents of, of of our communities uh, who, who, who can play a very important role uh, in, in, in addressing climate change. Um, and, you know, Jacobet briefly mentioned about, you know, Article 6, um, which, is, which is part of the Paris Agreement. So Paris Agreement, like Ghazali said, uh, contains an operative clause, which means that it's, it's an action thing. Uh, it starts with an action word, uh, whether to establish, uh, to, to operationalize, to facilitate, uh, um, to, to use any means necessary, what have you. Um, but I don't always talk about, you know, the details. Uh, for example, uh, Ghazali talked about establishment of, of indigenous peoples and local communities platform, but it doesn't really say, okay, so what does this platform specifically uh, do? Um, who's going to run this platform? Who's going, to, uh, how often uh, events should occur? Uh, and those are what's had been negotiated since the Paris Agreement. What are the specific targets that we set ourselves vis-a-vis uh, uh, -vis the Paris Agreement? Um, uh, and what are the specific actions and who are the specific players who can be involved uh, in, 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 uh, in operationalizing the Paris Agreement, right? These things are continuing to be negotiated, even to this day. Um, and, and, and we might get to that, but, but for now, we, we, we are really interested to kind of turn our conversation into like a process, right? So, so let's talk about, you know, you know more, more about your personal motivations, right? Like, so, so why, you know, why do you go there? Um, it seems so clear now, but, but, but we would probably try to get deeper into the, the motivation of, of, you know, wh why, why did Ghazali and Jacobet um, decided to go to the UNFCCC? Um, what was your initial motivation? And then we will kind of run into like, okay, so once you decided to go, you know, what do you do? Like, how do you, you know, how do you get there? Uh, so we talk about more concrete, like method, right? Concrete um, uh, processes to get your foot into a venue uh, where all the decisions uh, are made every year, uh, such as a cup. Um, so um, let, me, let me ask you, Jacobet, um, what, you know, why, why did you decide to go to the UNFCCC in the first place? What, what was your motivation? What did you see in it that, that you said you, that, that made you decide that you wanted to go? Jakobet? Okay, uh, may, maybe start with Ghazali then. Sure. Um, so why I decided to go to the UNF to the UNF triple C. Oh, there, there, there's a yeah. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. 
sorry, uh, because I love my Wi-Fi, but I can I can answer the question. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tomo Angasali. Uh, uh, well, for me, uh, my motivation is because I love my community. I love my land. I think it's very important to listen to the Kunadule people, what's, uh, how this climate change affects our community. And uh, I think it's very important to, to tell the story about how my people, my grandmother and grandfather understand uh, this reality in our land not only because uh, in the Western cultural thinking, how we understand in our own perspective. In, in other side, for me, it's very important to understand the human rights. It's very important when we could speak in this space and how we can uh, articulate with others and how we can make a solution. But the other side is to have advocacy how our people understand what happened in our territory. Uh, and I, I think uh, my motivation is because really, because I am Kunadule people, I love our land, but I understand uh, different our relation with the land. But uh, I think sometimes in this space, when we have the opportunity, we can tell about the histories and memory of our, our communities our grandmother, our grandfather, and how, how we want to have the a better future for our uh, brother and sister, our child. And then for me, that is my motivation. And then to learn with other people like you and Gazali, how we can make together have this thing to continue advocacy and to continue working in the human rights for indigenous people. Thank you. Azali? Yeah, um, well, basically everything that, that um, Hokebet said. Um, but uh, if I had to think about, there's, there's a couple things that I would, I would like to say on, on, on this. Uh, one is justice, uh, obviously. And when I think about justice and in these, for in these people's in arenas like the UNFCCC, I think of one story that I keep telling people. Um, of uh, of the little boy, and so Im imagine um, imagine you're you're back to when you were twelve years old. Um, you just transferred to a new school, and you walk into the classroom, and everyone in the classroom is already there, and they, and they look at you, uh, but nobody says hi. Um, it is your um, yeah, it is your class, so you have to go in. So you quickly try to you scan the room for, for a place to sit and you see all the way in the right hand corner, you see a, an, an empty chair. So um, what you do is you, know, you, you, um, you put your head down, like you keep your head down and you want, try to walk, your way, make your way to, to the chair. And um, so you sit in a, in a chair and waiting for, um, for the class to start. Meanwhile, nobody even notices you. No, nobody talks to you. They, they basically ignore you. So all of a sudden, um, teacher walks in. Um, she closes the door behind her, behind her, and in one movement, she grabs a, a chalk, and she writes a long and um, complex equation on a board. 
and you see everyone in the in the classroom, all, all um, everyone, just looking at the at the at the equation, and it gets longer and longer, and and, and nobody can make any sense of it. And everyone's looking at at each other for like, I don't know the answer. Do you know the answer? I don't know. And so she turns around and she says, "Well, who has the answer to this to this uh, to this equation?" Um, still, nobody doesn't even want to try to get, to get the answer. Um, but the funny thing is, you know the answer. Because they taught you that at your previous school, um, before you transferred to this new school. Um, you know the answer. So you, you, um, you carefully raise your right hand. And you, not, too, not too fast, but so you don't want it to look too eager, but you carefully uh, raise it. And because you want to give the answer, because you, you know it. Still, nobody um, looks at you. You're still ignored. Teacher again asks, all right, who knows, who has the, the answer to this question or to, to this equation? And still she ignores you and still everyone ignores you. And to me, if ever there is an image that best describes how indigenous peoples feel at the international stage, it's that image of the kid with his hands raised that nobody wants to call upon. Um, and and that, that's, that's the, like the reason why I, I, I go to the UN uh, to seek justice because we have answers. We have, we have, we want, that's the thing that, that a lot of people, um, do not get from indigenous peoples, or not, not like people, states do not get from indigenous peoples. We're not participating to complain. We're participating to contribute, um, to make sure that we can all like, um, exist um, for the, at least for the next seven generations. So if, if, you, if you ask like why I go to the, to the UN it is, or to the UNFCCC, it is um, to seek justice, not only for the peoples or the collectives, but that fisherman of, in, in Kunayala, or um, the farmer in, in Yaki Nation, or um, that reindeer herder in, 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 in Sami, in northern Scandinavia, um, that, that, so that he can just continue living um, his or her life and... Um, and and that he or she knows that we have our, their backs, um, that we go to the UN, we go do, do this, these things, try to, um, uh, um, uh, yeah, claim our rights, make sure that everything is, and, uh, is, is um, seek justice and that raise the, raise the bar because um, uh, we need to raise the bar um, to ethics. Uh, it's a much higher standard than... Um, the standard that we're, that we're seeing right now. So I think that is why I, I go to the you know, United Nations uh, and, and the UNFCCC. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's um, a very compelling um, uh, stories and metaphor that, that you have used. And, you know, um, when Jacobet talked about, you know, Article 6 and human rights, it's, it's in a way essentially that, uh, that, you know, when states agree to take climate actions, you know, implementing policies uh, in their own countries that 
that the, the one of the longest demand that's been made by human rights organizations and indigenous peoples organizations is to ensure that you know when these actions are being taken by the states the that the the that they at minimum uh, respect uh, the the right human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples and rights of women and rights of disabled uh, persons with disabilities, and that even that has been has been really really difficult uh, um, for for states to accept uh, that 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 all these policies that they're thinking about doing to fight climate change um, uh, must respect at minimum the the, the rights that, that 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 we all have and and the rights that indigenous peoples have. As collectives, um, and but also, you know, what Ghazali is also talking about, maybe, um, is is you know, is about being part of that process itself uh, of of making decisions at the UN, uh, and and in a way, um, and we will hear from Ghazali and Yakobet about you know how you know how to be you know a student that is not heard in the classroom, to to a student that 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 speaks up and to to find a way to be heard, uh, and that is. Um, that is um, something that, that, that we will definitely discuss later on uh, in, in the clubhouse um, or even today uh, as we go through, you know, the processes of finding a motivation to, to, to actually get in there. All right. So, so, you know, Jacob and Ghazali both said, OK, so, you know, we're, we're, we're interested. We want to go there. Right. Um, OK, so you, so you decided to go to UNCCC. So, like, tell me a little bit about, you know, how, where do you start? Like. Um, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of concretely uh, get there in the, in, the, in the first place? What do you do uh, when you decided to go? Uh, Jakobet, Ghazali, anyone can start. Yeah, uh, sorry, the question is how I am? Could you repeat again? So like, you know, so, so you decided, right? So you, you, you have your motivation and you decided, uh -huh. for example, you went to the COP25, uh -huh. you decided to go, right? Um, what, 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 what do you do? Like, like, what do you do first? What's the first thing that you do when you, when you decide to go there? Um, you know, the questions like, you know, uh, how do I get in? Or, or, or how do I even get to the venue itself, right? Okay, uh, well, the first thing, because uh, I was asking to different brother and sister from Konadule people like uh, Masardule, uh, yeah. others uh, like Ini, uh, uh, others brother and sister. They was before they were yeah. they were in this meeting, and then I was asking about how we can participate with God yeah. Twenty Five, and then because uh, like Konadule people, we have sometimes many representation for our community, mm. but sometimes we have different other indigenous organization or Kuna organization. Mm. And then when I was some meeting with them, they told me how they can participate when, how they begin in this in this pathway is not really now. Some of mm. them have managers to participate in uh, ONU, or they, they participate in different, uh, uh, spaces, uh, and then when they told me, Masardule uh, told me he can uh, uh, invite me to go with them in this in his organization, uh, and then he explained me what happened in code uh, in, in different code, what 
we are going to do, how we can have meet with others, brothers and sisters around the world. Because when we, because it was my first time, uh, maybe I get uh, lost when we build we, there because it's many, many people around the world and then many space to talk or to listen or to have advocacy. Uh, and then when I came to the Madrid, I was looking for my people, where is the indigenous people. Uh, uh, we have meeting uh, together, and then I listen a lot about what happened now in this moment, but I know a lot about what happened in my community. I was talking like a no expert people, like a one person in the community want to know what we can do together with others. Uh, and then we have a meeting with uh, other uh, people uh, to listen the problem, the, their problem in their in their communities, and how we can have together a movement, not only like a son organization, how we can uh, thinking together like uh, indigenous people around the world. How Gasali say not only for my people, you know, from people from Kenya or what happened with the people from the islands in Ocean Pacific and what happened for Native American people in USA or First Nation people in Canada and what what have what how we can fight in together uh, and to read a leader about articles uh, because when we have a meeting with a, a ministry we need to know a leader about what happened in Paris, what happened in the article seat, what we are fighting, but not only around the politics around the world, is for me, it's important to know what happened in my community, in the local community. And then I think, well, I do that. And then to continue now, because it's not only to go to the COP25, it's continue to know how we are going to do in our community and how we continue working with others organizations, other brothers and sisters in my country, in my community to to understand and to to continue to understand what happened and how how the climate change affect our community and to continue write narrative about how this affects our people mm. and to continue have a, a record about that. I think for me it's a leader to explain what is going to happen and why I am going to do with now with in with Congress, Youth Kuna Congress. We have a project about climate change and how we can articulate with youth people in our community. Mm. And Ghazali, talk us talk us through you know processes of getting to the COP. All right, let, let, let's. Um... Let's make it very practical. Uh, let's say um, COP26, Glasgow is, uh, is in November. So how am I preparing for Glasgow? Um, so I so, um, already started preparing um, in January. I started to read up on, um, like, like Hokebet already sa said, um, Article 6. Um, I've been part of negotiation, uh, no, no, trying to influence the negotiations or lobbying states to um, yeah, make sure that um, the rights of indigenous peoples and human rights are included. Yeah. So what you do is, is um, yeah, you keep tabs. You, create, you have a network of, uh, of, of uh, state representatives and negotiators, and you just keep tabs with them. And it's not like, hey, what's your position on, uh, uh, is your, has your position changed on Article 6? Uh, but more like, hey, 
what's going on hope you're doing well uh, so just try, just chit chat trying to um yeah get that conversation going again um because you don't want to hit hit them with like the heavy stuff um in in september or october one month out of um um out of glasgow um also um i'm already, already start uh, start yeah um networking in a way uh starting to the, the start of the, these conversations again so to also to see like all right what's going on um where are you uh, how can i help you and it's more to help them uh um and see and i help also help them to see why it is important to have indigenous people's rights and the rights of indigenous peoples mm-hmm. in in a text so you i do a, a lot of preparatory work um for mm-hmm. uh for even if it's for two weeks in in, in glasgow mm-hmm. for a cop like i already started doing preparatory work week so work so that's uh, um yeah picking up your, your, your contacts uh, you, you start yeah. to read up um on 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 issues um that that are relevant and you all and with indigenous people as well right hey um hokabed um this is what this is what's going on. What do you think about that? So we start strategizing, because what most people don't, uh, uh, sh- well, not, should understand is that COP twenty six is 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 the um, um, is is a summit, but most of the te- decisions are instructions to of the negotiators and of the people that are making the decisions have already been made um, like months mm-hmm. in advance. Um, so you have to start have to start preparing. So it's like reverse engineering the whole thing. So COP twenty six is a summit. So you have to re- reverse engineer towards the point where you are at right now, and know that mm. most of the the um, decisions are already somewhat mostly made um, in, in the capitals in The Hague or in Brussels or in uh, um, Washington D.C. Like the over- so you have to start engaging with. The, the, the capitals as well. And that, that is just the political part of it, uh, at least mm. a, 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 a part of the political part. The practical part is even more uh, uh, complex because, you know, like you have to start fundraising. Um, you know, mm. it is, um, for example, last year or like two years ago, we had to be in Santiago de Chile. Well, I mm. live in Amsterdam. I'm, I'm in Amsterdam right now. Uh, so I had to like fundraise um, um, yeah, throughout the year just to be able to make it through Santiago de Chile and to be able to stay there for two weeks in Santiago de Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm. and so you do a lot of fundraising and that's only just to get there. You also have to get to, to try to uh, fix a badge, you know, like it, it is not mm. like you when you sign up your own organization and um, you, you pay for your tickets and you, you go in. It's UNCCC is very different. Um, you have accredited organizations, so you have to find someone that will sponsor you uh, uh, credentials. So mm-hmm. my luck is is that I've through my network, peop- uh, knowing people like Hokabed and people from the uh, uh, from Kunayala, um, mm-hmm. that they're saying, hey, yeah, love what you're doing. Um, love what you did in this process, that process. You want to mm-hmm. go to pre- want to go to Santiago de Chile, or you want to um, uh, participate in the UNFCCC? Here, um, I have I, I got a badge for you because these organizations have a limited number of slots. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it is, um, yeah, it's it's not just a or oh, here you go. This is this is this is a badge for you, and I I have. Uh, uh, a whole tons of uh, of badges for you. No, it's only they have a limited number of slots, and yeah, you have to be the lucky one to be, um, yeah, to be 
um, considered or awarded, you know, um, um, a, a a badge. So, mm. and that is like yeah, the political preparation, and then the, and mostly what um, what people underestimate or people don't know from people like myself is the amount of work that you have to do to even get there. Um, the mm. fundraising, yet and people uh, people like myself. Um, they don't get funds easily. Um, for example, I live in I live in a developed country. Um, I do this um, because I want to do it, um, but, which means that I have to. Um, me- meaning, I don't get paid for this, so I do have to mm. like ask around and like and and then walk around with the hat on and uh, with a hat and like, hey, um, yeah, I want like to go to Santiago de Chile. It is not a John for me it's not a holiday for me I, just, I will do the work um, I will do I will work two and a half weeks um, if not more uh, to get to squeeze every drop of uh, lemon out of juice out of it um, but I do need to do need to get there so it is yeah it is a lot of a lot of that as well um, it is not that all and that is what goes for me goes for a lot of indigenous peoples um, that yeah. there's no fund uh, that says, "All right, here you go, here you go, here's some money, um, go play." That, 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 that's not what's happening. But let, let, let's talk about registration because it's you know, it's it's like you say, um, not diff, not really easy for any individual to turn up to to the COP uh, because the registration process is is, is quite complicated. And and can can for example can can you know international indigenous people's representative institutions um, apply for you know to register um, at for COP or do you always have to kind of you know you know find badges from organization that has badges like um yeah uh, so if you talk about res- representative institutions um. So that people know, for example, um, at least for, from my perspective, representative institution is a like a, a government, an indigenous government institution. Um, indigenous peoples, and we have they have councils, assemblies, parliaments, and uh, uh, um, forums. So, for example, um, the the Sami indigenous peoples of of uh, Scandin- northern Scandinavia and the Kola Peninsula, um, they have their own parliaments. So, there's a Sami parliament in Finland. There's a summer parliament in Norway and a summer parliament in Sweden. Those are representative institutions. They're not non-governmental organizations. So that already there is a, is a problem uh, because if uh, if they're, because they're a parliament, um, they cannot register as an NGO because that is that is not in line with what they what they and of what their of their capacities. You talked about Kenneth Deer. Uh, of the Haudenosaunee, um, they have their Deskahe, which is also like uh, it's, uh, um, um, uh, a leader, uh, the leadership of, of the, the Haudenosaunee. Um, a Deskahe cannot um, yeah, sign up as a representative of a non-governmental organization because they're not non-governmental. So already there is a, is a hurdle. Um, so yeah. what they have to do is that they're like, yeah, um, but they, and they cannot register as the Summer Parliament of Finland, for example, or the Haudenosaunee, they cannot register um, as an NGO under the UNFCCC. Um, so they cannot do that. So they have to ask 
or they had to um, at least I, that's what I assume that that, that, that could happen. Um, for example, the Haudenosaunee they had to uh, um, yeah, get credentials by an indigenous organization that is an NGO um, uh, um, that that is uh, um, yeah, accredited by the UNFCCC. So they have to go through an uh, yeah through an umbrella through through uh, under an umbrella of a, a, an indigenous NGO. Um, so and so that that is um, um, the how the the participation uh, process goes um, for particularly mm. for these representative institutions uh, mm. for these indigenous uh, government institutions. Mm. Jacobet, um, what what institutions did you did you go as? Like who registered your um, registration to the UNFCCC? Um, uh, it was from Masadule organization. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I, it's called, I was looking because it's different names. Mm-hmm. But well, when I was in, in Code 25, I was because Masadule helped me. But other organizations like Gasali say, about uh, how we can pay the ticket or we can we need to pay the the house when we are stay or, or the hotel uh, like care phone organization this is uh, other uh, uh, from england organization mm-hmm. and then in in my in my case three organizations help me because master didn't help me with the pass to go to code 25 mm-hmm. but the other helped me from uh, to have place to sleep and to and to eat because it's very mm. expensive to spend two weeks yeah. in Madrid. Uh, right. And then uh, the the organization from Onel Masaldule is Fundación para la Promoción. It's in Spanish. Mm. Uh, Fundación para la Promoción del Conocimiento Indígena. I don't know mm. how do you say this in English. It's like a promotion <laughs> foundation from indigenous knowledge, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> But it's in Spanish, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's very interesting because you know uh, my university has you know registered uh, is it has a registered so-called status within the UNFCCC, which means that every year uh, our university get number of badges uh, that 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 we can have uh, for the for these big conferences uh, in at uh, like COP uh, and. And you know, we, we probably get about you know two maximum. Uh, and you know, if three or four other people, three or four people from my university wants to go, you know, tough luck, two of them will miss out. Um, uh, and I, I'm not sure, Gazali, how many badges do you get? Um, you know, for example, Indian Treaty, uh, International Indian Treaty Council. Because you, you always not... go with them. No, I don't know. I don't go not with always. the IITC. Oh. No, not always. Um, because IITC, like they also. Like the um, International Indian Treaty Council mostly is, is an, an Indian people's organization, NGO, uh, from North America, Latin America, and Central um, and the Caribbean and, and the Pacific. And they, they have a number of slots. I don't know how many, like four mm. or five. And mostly yeah. it is uh, the executive director and then some elders, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. obviously... Um, like their priority is bringing in the, the elders. So um, mm. I, I don't, 
I'm not eligible um, if if they want to because I'm for simply because of the reason I'm not an elder yet. Um, mm. So, um, so yeah, like Hokabed um, Onel Masardule, like he he told me like, hey, um, yeah, if you want to go to if you want to go to um, uh, uh, the cop in Madrid or in Bonn or whatever, like he said, yeah, you can. I have a slot uh, remaining um, that's still yeah. open, um, yeah. or, or a badge. Uh, you can you can have it, and yeah. so. And just trying to be a value to a person like Onel um, mm. by just doing the work, um, yeah. just trying to keep on doing the work, do, doing the best best you can. Yeah, um, yeah. and then, then he he tells me every time like, oh yeah, um, uh, if you go to I want to go to Bonn to the subsidiary body meetings, um, then mm. um, yeah, just drop me a line and I'll I'll sign you up. Mm. You know, just just for the record, like. Every you know, every cop, maybe about twenty thousand people show up, right? Like registered people show up, and let's at say, least, yeah. And half of them like are states, which gets as many badges as they want. I mean, I think last time I saw, like Mali had like four hundred badges amongst them, uh, and but you know, and the other half, like ten thousand, is usually you know what we call observers who are who represents uh, civil society, though included in it, are indigenous peoples. Um, but, you know, but just, it, it, it's kind of, um, you know, big global NGOs get, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 badges, like World, uh, uh, WEF, uh, World Environment, is it World Environment Fund? Yeah, something like that. And, and um, yeah. A lot of these uh, indigenous NGOs get very low badges, uh, as far as I, I know, um, even though, you know, these indigenous NGOs have, you know, 100 or uh, 20 or even 100, uh, like, member nations, right, uh, who, 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 have, who are registered to these organizations. So, so that, that's, that's the kind of, you know, uh, constraints that, that, that a lot of civil organs, uh, a lot of uh, non-state, non-party uh, participants always face in these, in these kind of meetings, right? Um, so, okay, so you registered uh, and, you know, and you booked your tickets, you managed to find a fund, which you both did for COP25, right? And then, and, then, and then you go to wherever that may be. And let's talk about Madrid. Right, where where the COP twenty five, the twenty fifth conference, uh, happened in two thousand before Corona in two thousand and nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, right? It seems like a long time ago. Um, you know, you landed in Madrid. Like, what is the first thing that you do? Like, what is like really the first thing that you do when you go to when you when you land, uh, prepared everything and 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 got to wherever uh, you you're staying uh, during the COP. Yakubet, what did you do uh, when you get when you or oh, Ghazali when you well, on the first the first thing that you did when you land in Madrid? Wow. Well, um, so I landed in Madrid and um, tried to figure out how to get to the Airbnb. Um, so yeah, a few yeah. of us <laughs> have been uh, have been able to secure yeah. an Airbnb to um, yeah to be cost effective. Yeah. Um, so trying to make our way to the Airbnb. Of make my way to yeah. the Airbnb, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah I think I, I, yeah, it was it was quite quite a like I've never been to Madrid before, so 
um, mm. trying to figure out like which train to take, and so I had to like I don't know, um, and I didn't want to take a taxi either, which in right. retrospect I should have should have done, which would yeah. would have saved me a lot of time. Yeah, because I, I ride like I went like ten eleven p.m. at night. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so finally made it um, through to to the Airbnb, and yeah, I, I was done, and yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. beat. And I think the next day we already had our preparatory meeting. Yeah. Uh, early in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I I skipped dinner. Uh, yeah. I skipped everything, and I think I I did um, yeah did some reading up uh, on on. And I did some checks from the latest for the latest updates. Um, yeah. And oh no, but no, that's not what I did. I prepared my presentation mm. um, because at the coordination meeting. So like, um, yeah. So the the weekend before um, when, when COP happened, uh, and these people's gather in a coordination meeting, which we call a caucus. And um, yeah, I was asked to uh, present. Uh, yeah. What what is Article Six and what, why why should we give a fly, and what what can we do? Um, so um, I had to quickly um, should have done this beforehand. So lesson learned: do this before you get on a plane. Um, uh, so I I I, yeah, I, I quickly uh, made a, a Google sheet, a power no yeah a PowerPoint on um, on Article Article Six, and then I went to sleep. I think that, so that that's. <laughs> um, the yeah. um, and I think by by that time it was already like two or three a.m. I believe. Yeah, which is yeah. normal. Yeah, now it's crazy that you know, like I think uh, I was also with Kazali at COP twenty five, you know, and there there were like I don't know six or seven people staying in a, in one Airbnb, which was which was really cost effective. Like it's 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 it, it's and I'm I'm sure we're not the only right participants at the COP who are, you know, who are using Airbnb to cram as many people as you can into one apartment because you're there for 10 days or if not more, and you just want to kind of, you know, save as much money as you can um, from the very earlier on and, and, and try to kind of survive the 10 days uh, financially, but also, also like physically. Right. I mean, yeah, because, because the, the, the thing is, it, um, it, the, 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 I think I haven't done the the math yet, but um, mm. the most expenses you make are will be during the during the two weeks. Um, right. So you, you try to cut costs as as, as much as possible. Uh, so you you do yeah. a cheaper flights, uh, cattle mm. class all the way in the back. Um, yeah. the, the, those yeah. kind of seats. Uh, um, yeah. And so you try try to cut costs as money as much as possible. Um, Mm. And luckily, yeah, luckily you get free transportation, but mm. but um, yeah, for two weeks in hotel in 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 Madrid, I wish that would happen. Yeah, I would I would wish yeah. that would happen, but it's not. It's it, that's not the case. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, um, before, for example, Bonn, because there was such a lack of hotel rooms, what Bonn right. did was they they, yeah. they said uh, they asked. People for in bond themselves, like, hey, would you like to host uh, participants um, to to um, yeah that that are going to do the COP twenty three? And yeah. I signed up, and I st- um, I was assigned to a lady, and we've been friends ever since. 
Um, right. Every time I go to Bonn, like I, I, I get to, uh, I can, we, yeah, I, I can stay at her place. Um, we talk yeah. a lot and and and, and, and stuff. Um, so, um, and I think that is the the struggle as well. Like that is also the, the sacrifice. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's to me it's also like the fun part of it as well. That like you have to like, um, yeah, it shows that you're hungry. You really want to go for it. You don't. You really want to work for it. And mm. um, yeah, like too much posh and 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 nice fancy four season hotels. And I, I've, don't get me wrong, I would love love to stay in a four season hotel at one at some point. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it 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 is it is it is part of it. And this Airbnb that we did um, in Madrid, like it's and it helped too. Like we we get to like because we get to talk towards walking to cop. And we also mm. get to like debrief or like um, yeah, yeah um, process everything with uh, with one yeah. another when we when we go back, yeah. even though that is like one a.m. in the morning. Um, so yeah. like it, you stay within that bubble um, of yeah. of brilliance, I would say of of because it was you, me, um, uh, Kira from Aotearoa. Uh, Janine mm. from from uh, from Dene from Navajo Nation, you know. So mm. yeah, there were there was there, were, there was this this brilliance uh, stirring, you know, like for, from twenty four seven. So in, in that sense, yeah. you know, like I I would definitely do that, and highly recommend people to do that again, uh, to do that mm. uh, when they go to COP to yeah, you, know, you, you stay within yeah. that in that bubble, that energy yeah. level stays high. Yeah, I mean it's it, it was incredible how you know I I I don't know how I managed to actually, you know, go to bed so late because, you know, some of those negotiations happen, you know, over time after, you know, everybody, you know, even the states have gone to sleep. Uh, and then after that, there is debrief and a whole bunch of other kind of post-informal kind of events. Uh, and then, you know, go to sleep at, you know, one or two in the morning and you still have the, you know, energy and drive to kind of, you know, get up at seven in the morning and head to the venue before the first meeting. Um, that's, that's, that would probably not have happened if I was, you know, staying in a hotel room by myself. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it is kind of important, like a uh, experience of, of, of being in, being at a cop, um, is to, is to kind of share that, you know, share that, uh, uh, work and, and and struggle and and passion for for the for the cause uh, together that's that's something that that I also really enjoyed um, and but obviously you know it's it's kind of there's there's also politics there you know because I know for example in cop 24 um, you know it was in a very small city like in Poland <laughs> and and most of this, most of the hotels, and you know what we might call an adequate right accommodation was already booked a month in advance by the states. So, so we were kind of picking up what's left of, 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 uh, of accommodation in in, in Katowice. Um, I think I think that these are the major difficulties that a lot of you know uh, not just indigenous peoples but but people from all over the world are coming to these COP faces that you know they just can't find accommodation even close to the to the to the venue and and you know you end up being an hour or two away from the conference venue and and uh, and if you have adequate transportation you're lucky kind of thing right 
Oh yeah, uh, Poland was what well, was totally different. Um, yeah, it, it was for me. I I, I believe I, I stayed at, at least three different places. Um, mm. um, one place was an hour and a half away. Uh, yeah. by uh, by train. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you have to calculate that in. Like, all right, so yeah. what time do you get up? All right, so at yeah. one, one point, because you also want to have like, and this is, I think this is something that I think that's very important in all these meetings. You need to have a little bit of me time uh, before you start the day, uh, before right. you go into the, into this whole thing. So what I did yeah. was, all right, me time is for me at least go for a run. Well, I did that in the beginning in Poland um, in December, where, where it's like minus a gazillion degrees. Um, mm. So never did that again. Uh, but I did have like a me time, a little like, all right, um, just to, uh, yeah, just prime your day, prime yourself for your day. So I had to get up at yeah. five, to yeah. to to get myself ready to, so uh so that i could take the train at six to be yeah. at the at the train station at, at eight so i think so i could be at the venue at nine so and then yeah. you have to like and then you have also like have to go back at some point yeah. and that and the first couple of days it was okay but then you start yeah. like things start to intensify and i'm like yeah like this yeah. is not this is not going to work because you'll, yeah. you'll be beat before you even get to the um to the venue so yeah. yeah, I had to like ask people around, ask around, like, uh, okay, hey, um, yeah, can I can I stay with you, or, or can yeah. I can we move, or whatever, you know? So, yeah, um, it is that kind of, and that's in some people, if uh, Katowice was the, where Cup Twenty Four was held, some people had to stay yeah. in in Krakow, uh, which is like an hour yeah. and a half, two hour by bus, yeah, uh, that away. was so, crazy, yeah, yeah. So yeah. imagine that that you had to that. Yeah, the, the people, young re youth representatives that, that that really wanted to make an impact at, at these, yeah. these 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 summits and all, they had to get up at also at five or six in the morning to get on a yeah. bus, and they, they and they yeah. were already beat before they even got to the the whole thing. So it, it yeah. requires, and that's that's why I'm 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 glad you started with why do you do what you do, uh, because mm. it requires a certain endurance, um, like yeah you really want to do it like yeah. because it, there's a lot of adversity everything is geared towards um yeah um, making you um how should i say it disappointed and like oh shoot you know like there's a lot of adversity adver adversity in 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 these halls and you you have to be yeah and you need to have that the drive to like to 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 keep on going keep on going um mm. that's just Poland and, and Madrid was okay, um, and uh, but yeah, and then then they're just and the simple things, you know, like there's like eating um, mm. in, in Poland. Like our our meetings ended at ten p.m., eleven p.m. If we're lucky, right, um, right. So, and then then if we once we uh, head out of the venue, everything is closed, and we haven't had mm. a bite to eat so it's almost like and so people so people know it's almost like time stands still in these venues because yeah. you move from meeting to meeting you don't you don't even like them mm. the times of these meetings mean nothing to you it's just like this is mm. when my this meeting ends and this is where that meeting begins um and yeah. you only realize what actually what time it is once you because you go in when it's dark and you come out when it's dark and there's nobody in the streets yeah. and you figure out, all right, yeah. I should get some food now because mm. I have an early day tomorrow. 
So like yeah. it is, it really wears you off, and yeah. that's what, what also what I mean with adversity, uh, ad, ad, um, yeah, adverse yeah. Uh, um, circumstances. Yeah. Jakob, you wanted to say something? Yeah, thank you, Gasali, to uh, talk about the experience, how we can go to the cup, different cups. For me, the first thing I do is to ask how I can get to the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> because when I came to Madrid, I was lost. <laughs> yeah. To, to know how I can get to this uh, place when it's the cup 25. Mm. Uh, for me, it was not really too bad because I speak Spanish and then everyone speaks Spanish in Madrid. Mm. But uh, it was in other places when people speak English, maybe I get more confused, yes? Mm. But I, I take the metro, the uh, metro, metro, I don't know, how is the metro, south way? Yeah. I, I, took, I took the south way and then well asking <laughs> how I can register because I, I have the, the pass, but I don't know really how I can get my credit, my, my, my ID, my identification to enter. And then I came to the, to the meeting with my bats, <laughs> all my bats. <laughs> Even I don't have a lot, but I just want bats. And, and then when I stay there, I have a, a WhatsApp with some friends to ask them uh, how, where I can uh, <laughs> says uh, my bats and then I saw some friend from Kunadule people and he told me we have a, a room with indigenous people and then I get there <laughs> uh, with my bats <laughs> and then uh, I go to at night I went to the house when I will go when I go to sleep this these days it's not really near from the this center of the meeting is but mm. we need to take three meters <laughs> to go <Yeah>. there <laughs> but it's, it's it's good as far as the adventure as far as they want to do advocacy and then uh, that for me that experience is very important to know because the other thing when i get to the meeting to know what happened because it's a lot of meeting a lot of people and then has a green green zone how gasali told us and blue zone i was in this those places, not only in the blue zone only. I went to the green zone to class with other friends and brothers and sisters. They cannot enter to the blue zone, but they are doing something in the green zone. And then I think to have some space to sleep and to understand how we can save the money to eat together with others, I think that is part of the community. Uh, yes, that's. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly you know uh, experience to kind of make your way around the not just the venue but the city and 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 different you know setups of the of the conferences uh, in different years. But let, let, let's, you know, let's talk about like inside the venue, like, um, you know, there, like you said, there was like, you know, um, uh, you know, zones where it's hard to get to for indigenous peoples, whereas there, there are other zones that are easy to get to for, for indigenous peoples. 
I mean, what, what, you know, what, what, what does, what does the cop venue look like to you? Um, what is your experience of kind of exploring the venue and, and trying to, trying to get used to, you know, the, the, the venue itself, um, which is huge, by the way, it's, it's, I don't know how many, uh, if I had to compare it to football field, maybe there are four or five football field worth of conference rooms, but, but how do you, how do you usually kind of understand and experience the venue when you, when you step in, uh, for the first time? They have to walk a lot. It's, it's a lot of yeah. walking. Um, and yeah. it's, um, yeah, it is. Um, and cause usually, cause in these people, we have our own office, at least a cubicle that we can call our own office, office that we can work, we can, um, gather cause it's in an area where the uh, constituencies and these people are constituency within the unit will see their offices. And usually those, those offices are like all the way in the back. Um, but it, it is a place where we can consolidate, where we can coordinate and where we can come together and, and, and strategize. So we all always have to go to, to that office. But the distance between the office and uh, the meeting where, that you have um, negotiations or a meeting that you have with the United States or with uh, um, Kenya or New Zealand, it's all the way across the, 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 um, the venue. So it's a lot of walk. So you have to ca calculate walking time as well. Um, yeah. and, it, and usually, and it is... Yeah, we've learned, uh, Tomo, Hokabet, and I, like, we've learned to do the walk and talk. So we, uh, we start moving. So a meeting hasn't even ended yet, or we already start moving, and we, have to, and we continue that discussion uh, while we're making our way to, to, that, um, to a certain meeting. Um, mm. So it is every, it's like a circus, meaning that every, every cop, it is, uh, once it's like, for example, um, COP21 in Paris, it was in a airport, uh, Le, Le Bourget Airport. Um, in uh, Bonn, it was well, at the UNFCCC center. Um, Katowice was in an, yeah, in an exposition center and then in Madrid, in another exposition center. And yeah, it reinvents itself. Um, there's mm. different kinds of pavilions and halls, and you have to quickly. You have to start uh, familiarizing yourself with all right. What's the lay of the land? Uh, not only politically, but yeah. also like all right. How does it? How does it look like? Um, all right. So yeah. I, have a, I have a coordination meeting in hall number one, but my, my negotiations are in hall number nine, which is the exact yeah. opposite of the entrance. And it, which takes at least um, 15 to 20 minutes to get from one place to yeah. another. And I'm a fast walker and it already, already takes me 15 to 20 minutes, you know? So, mm. so yeah, you have to calculate those in, you have to familiarize with the terrain, uh, know, and, and th there's meetings ha happening everywhere. Um, some meetings are happening in, in small rooms. Some, or some are in big pavilions uh, or in big stages. Mm. Um, so you really have to know like where where things are, um, so that you can yeah. walk efficiently, uh, make your way through from point A where you are to point B where you where you where you want to be, um, and yeah. yeah, make sure that you wear shoes that you're comfortable with walking <laughs> in, because you're making a lot of miles and kilometers. Uh, I've never never measured it, but um, trust me, high heels if you're if you're female or 
love to walk uh, love to wear high heels um yeah um won't work definitely won't work um if right. you if if you if if you want to do as much as possible um some people they 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 um curate their meetings all right i'm going to this one and then i'm going to that one but that's fine but, and so that you can do it at your own pace um mm. but like it's there's a lot of things happening. Um, there are a lot of things moving within the, the COP context. Um, so um, you, you, at least if you want, for example, like Article 6, there are a lot of things moving, a lot of elements that are in, in, uh, um, that are, yeah, that are in movement. So at least you have to uh, be at the same pace. Um, so, which means that you have to be, um, all right, just uh, go to this meeting, go to that meeting, go to that meeting. And there's no way that you can do it by yourself. No way. Um, mm. a, a cop, uh, a, any process. You cannot track any process or stream by yourself. And working at cop requires coordination uh, and requires yeah. a lot of trust as well. Trusting it, creating a team, trusting it, yeah. and yeah, come out with a game plan. All right, and this is what we're going to do. And yeah, trust the, yeah. yeah, trust it, yeah. But mate, how how do you like how do you decide like which one to go? Because you know there are thousands of meetings happening simultaneously. Well, not thousands, but like you know at least tens of hundreds of meetings happening simultaneously, whether it's you know on the issues of forest or 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 uh, human rights or oceans. Um, how you know what what's your kind of you know like a like an equation, right? Uh, oh, oh, okay, so wh where do I go? Uh, what, what, which, which meeting should I go? How do you, how do you, how do you decide that? Uh, Azalea Yakov, I mean. Yeah. Uh, for me, the first days when I was a little lost because how do you say about this very big place? <laughs> I, I, I went to this meeting when I saw some indigenous people there <laughs> to talk about something happening in their community. But uh, the other day, when I uh, found the caucus, <clears throat> for me, it's better because this morning they have uh, uh, a different meeting and they talk about what is going to happen with different meetings in different indigenous organizations. And then for me, that's better because I could choose what I want to go. Uh, when I listen the program about indigenous community, uh, and then for me that's my my key how I can get to different uh, uh, meet, meetings. With and then the other thing where because Ini it's my friend, uh, I ask to them where we where uh, we can go like a indigenous Kona Panamanian, and mm. because uh, maybe he he was with the party with. Panamanian side. I came with uh, with indigenous organizations, and then we have a little chat together on what we are going to to stay. Uh, and then I saw meeting about uh, it's. I want listen about what happened in some countries, uh, what what they are doing. Uh, I separate some day for that, but the majority. Place I, I, I stay is with the community because 
indigenous mm -hmm. people because for me that's important to to listen more about my brother and sister and to stay together with them uh, mm -hmm. uh for me but i think because because my first time when i i've been uh, uh it's my first time it's very huge place i the first day i am very lost but the second day because i, I saw other indigenous people i learning a little how they can go to different places and why we can go in these places mm. yeah it's a steep learning curve for sure um i know that you know when i go to the un it's it's for me also very hard to uh even keep up with you know all the meetings that are happening and new ones that are popping up you know like all of a sudden and and you have to choose between the new one and the one that you're originally going to i mean it, it the dynamic shifts all the time and as as with the people they the, there's always a wave of people heading to one meeting um because it's important or or because it's you know uh it's uh it's somewhere where people want to speak out uh and and yeah it's it's constant dilemma right Kazali? the 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 choosing choosing where you want to go oh 100 percent. you have to pick your battles um yeah. like yeah. so before you uh, at least uh, let, let's use madrid as an example right so um prior to madrid like most side events or like, like briefings and everything else and these uh, um, meetings that people organize these public meetings just more like it's more like a showing show and tell kind of thing um they, they're scheduled way beforehand so there's the UNFCCC yeah. website, and you, you, and you, I go, yeah, go on. All right, this, and and I wanted to focus in Madrid. I wanted to focus on one Article Six, and the second one was oceans. Um, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Those are the two things I wanted to focus on, and everything else was extra. There, that was like a bonus for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I went through. Obviously, there's no um, um, events on Article Six on, on Article Six negotiations. But there are a lot yeah. of them on oceans, so you pick one, the ones yeah. that are either either relevant to human rights or indigenous peoples. So you, mm. you, you try to go through a filter. Oh yeah, this might be interesting. That might be interesting, and you see that there's a lot of overlap anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, nine out of the ten times, um, once you hit the ground um, at 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 COP twenty five, you can throw that into the bin. Um, yeah. As in, uh, there's a lot of things moving um article six there's negotiations which they do not mm. uh, announce beforehand obviously uh, so it's more like on the day itself right uh, informal meeting on article six contact group like there's all they have all these the, these ways of classifying like the the relevancy and, and the importance of a meeting um so yeah because article six is an is of importance then you go through that you, you focus on these uh, on those on those meetings on the negotiations but then again, like what also emerges are like bilateral meetings. So meetings between you as a representative of indigenous peoples, your indigenous peoples, or a collective indigenous peoples, and a state. And these meetings emerge as well. So you have to calculate yeah. them, them in too. Um, there are events that are, um, um, that are uh, where one of the panelists is someone that has an influence in a certain uh, um, process or uh, a, cer a certain country position, um, so you go to that one as well, just just to like, hey, um, do a meeting greet. Oh, by the way, loved your speech. Um, do, you, do you have time for coffee um, to 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 talk a little bit more about it so yeah. that you can 
veer uh, into a conversation about Article Six or something. So it's um, you have um, you have to be very flexible. Um, you, mm. you have to be very dynamic. You have to know that all right, that a lot of things can happen, and uh, there's yeah. only so many things that you can commit to. And so, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, or definitely, oh, definitely um, at the end of the the COP. Um, of the meetings on oceans that I wanted to attend, of the, let's say, mm. 34 meetings that I wanted to participate in, I was only able to um, briefly go to one, speak at another one, and, uh, and that's it. And uh, because everything else was focused on Article 6, negotiations, bilateral meetings, and, and, and all the other things. Um, mm. And so, yeah... It is a game of picking your battles, um, and that you have to like, um, yeah. What are you, what are you going to focus on? You can't yeah. make it too broad. You have to you have to pick your own niche. That that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Pick your own niche. That's what you're going to focus on. Like a pit bull, you'll hang on to that, and yeah, yeah and then and trust the rest of the people, the rest of the caucus, yeah. to track other yeah. processes like the local mm. communities and the people's platform or yeah. press conferences. Or uh, loss and damage in agriculture and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, like you know how you say, you know how close you can actually get to to the states because, um, you know when I when I'm living in Japan, for example, you know, and I want to kind of have a say on some issues, then then I would have to, you know, uh, go through you know, chan- proper channels, like, you know, writing a suggestion on email or on the form that is on the internet and, and hoping that, 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 that one day it'll be read by someone. But like, you know, in, at the COP, you have this impression, we have this impression that, you know, you're, you can actually walk up to some, someone from the States and directly say, you know, what you want uh, uh, the States to do or, or, or even simply, you know, go for a drink or go for, you know, walk or, or, or lunch. I mean, I mean, how, I, how, how, how do you kind of, you know, what's your experience around, you know, your interaction with states at the, at the COP venue? Um, and yeah, it's, it, it fascinates me because it's, 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 it's one, one time you, you feel like you're making an influence, but other time you're not, but, but you have the opportunity nevertheless. Um, yeah, Hokabed, you you want to go first or? No, no I'm that? just kind of you know, just okay. sharing my fascination about you know states yeah. and, and indigenous people. Yeah, yeah, I I think it is. Um, so, and it, maybe this is a practical tip for indigenous peoples out there listening. Um, that um, yeah, it is. You're always dealing with people. You're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, they have it's some of them uh, negotiators or experts. It's their job to think a certain way, or look, they have their instructions. But in the at the end of it, uh, they're all people. Um, so at least a tactic that I use, or or something that I would like to use, is yeah, to, to connect with them on a personal level first, like just just to talk over coffee. What not? Like I have so many friends within the UNFCCC or within the UN that 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 love Star Wars, you know. And so we connect on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talk about the Mandalorian and and, and and everything else, you know. So 
it is about creating that. It's about deploying, yeah, empathy and deploying relationship building. Mm. Um, it is, yeah, bringing the human element back into the into these conversations. And I think, in my view, like, and these people are the best people to do it because like, we, we are world champions in storytelling, um, mm. and and knowing how to relate one story to another story, uh, mm. how to connect. Um, so. Mm. Um, I'm, if that is a superpower, quote unquote, then yeah, why, why not use a superpower for good? Mm. Um, other people would like to like, right, like, um, yeah, um, slam, slam, uh, you know, like, um, be, use cynicism or, or uh, um, mm. slam at the table, like, oh no, this is what you have to do, and that's what you have to do, and there's a time and place for that, one hundred percent. But in these negotiations, and again, like a summit is like a combination of the, of things. It is, mm. um, but you have to do a lot of groundwork before that, before that. So it, it is mm. about talking to these people, creating these relationships, mm. and mm. and you have to start somewhere. Definitely, mm. uh, th this relationship does not come out of does not come out of thin air. So you do have to like walk up to that person, and yeah, yeah just 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 talk to them like, hey. Um, you said this about about that X Y Z about this, this situation. Um, I'd like to pick your brain about it, or, or like, or what do you mean by that? Um, mm. You know, and that, that's how you you have to build a relationship. It is almost like, yeah, it is almost like brushing your teeth, right? You know, like if you brush your teeth once once a day, like nothing happens. Your teeth stay healthy and say, they stay clean. But if you brush mm. your teeth like once for twenty minutes uh, and once a month, like your teeth will fall out fall out so it's mm. about consistency you have to consistently mm. build that relationship build rapport and uh, um, so because like you have to as indigenous peoples um, um, again we, we're fighting from the outside in so we have to like use a lot of like wins hearts and minds like mm. our our work is on that fine line between diplomacy mm. and advocacy Advocacy yeah. is winning the person. Diplomacy is winning the position. You know, so like we have we've walked that fine mm. line of winning hearts and minds, and 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 through that changing the position, changing the position of that of that uh, of that state. So it it, mm. it is it is not as difficult as a lot of people think. Uh, a lot of mm. people tend to overthink it, but it is just deploying basic human intelligence. Uh, yeah. Emotional intelligence, sorry, and and uh, yeah, just just talking, like yeah, and and um, see where things go. And it is not just mm. about like setting up meetings, but it is about running into one some someone at uh, at the coffee stand, or yeah, um, you know, like bumping into in, into someone. You know, so it is. Mm. Um, y y you'll see like how crazy seren serendipity will work in your advantage. Um, mm. If you just like, um, yeah, um, grab somebody by by his coattails, like, hey, um, love your statement, man. Oh yeah, thank you. Mm. Uh, where are you from? And that's it. That's the hook, and then you start you yeah. start talking. Yeah. Yakube, like you went to COP twenty five, and you know, splashed into the big global stage. Like, how do you, you know, how do you go about, you know, uh, talking to like states? Like, have you did you manage to kind of you know, find a find a way into, you know, uh, you know, state side of um, 
uh, you know, diplomacy or state side of uh, uh, conversation? Like, did you manage to get that far? What's your experience? Well, not really. <laughs> when mm. I when I came to COP twenty five, I want to to have a meeting and to know more about what happened around the world with other indigenous community. I want yeah. to listen, to learn about that, about them. I want to uh, uh, to contribute too, but I didn't really thinking how what is going in this space. But mm. the truth is because when we want to to advocacy inside, we have this different opportunity. If we want to to have this opportunity to talk with others. And then uh, when when I it's my first time has to go with the team with Gasalin and others brothers and sisters to have negotiation with a uh, European ministry mm. and then to have a meeting with the indigenous woman with the Kaikus and then to talk in front to the platform to talk about indigenous uh, to represent the indigenous woman mm. uh, and then to have other conversation in other uh, rooms. Uh, well, I think is we want to do. We can because uh, you know my English is not perfect. I'm learning. Mm. Mm. In many play, we need to talk in English. Yeah. But I try. I try to do my best because I yeah. speak Spanish and 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 Kuna language and then, and that is other language, but. In this platform, maybe we need to talk in English too sometimes if we don't have translation. Mm. But uh, I think uh, the most important is some our brother and sister want to go. It's mm. just to be uh, themselves and to talk about their realities in their communities mm. and to have a, 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 a wish to explain what happened and don't be ashamed because uh, if we don't speak English uh, very well, but we speak other language. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I think that's important to to encourage our brothers and sisters to participate mm. because if we are together, we have different wisdom and knowledge in different contexts. Mm. Uh, yes, I think I learned a lot and then but for me, the most important is to continue the process. It's not only to go mm. to the COP. Mm. It's to continue the process in our context and what we can do and what we're continuing to do in this reality. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like kind of the... Oh, Ghazali, you wanted to say something, yeah? Yeah, um, um, just, just to give an idea, people an idea about what Hokabeta was talking about, um, mm. the, the specific... Um, um, event, um, which was a a meeting, actually a negotiation between mm. indigenous peoples and the European Union. Um, so to just just to explain, like like a like a uh, um a, a entry into a journal, right? Um, what happened was uh, so we had to schedule the meeting with the uh, European Union uh, negotiators, and we. Um, yeah, sent out a message to the to the caucus like, hey, meeting with EU, um, 
um, let, let's try to get representatives from all from all regions. So, so, every, so everyone um, nominates, all right, yeah, all region sends this person, that, that they, and then North America sends that person. All right. Um, so and so at some point, um, I just stick out in a message. All right, um, the, those that are nominated by these regions, we gather at this point um, at this time so that we can go over over some things. Um, and, and, and then again, it is not like that particular meeting is like the only meeting you have that day. Mm. You know? So I had to run over from, from one other meeting to be able to attend that meeting. Um, uh, and then right after that meeting, I had to go, I had to, go to another meeting. Same thing with, with Hokabet, mm. same thing with other people in, in, in our, so like we, it's, it's like we gather, come, come to one place and then disperse and then disperse again after it. Um, yeah, the beauty of that meeting was, and this is where humanizing the UN comes into play. Um, mm. the, the strength of, in, of of indigenous peoples, at least humanizing the discourse. Um, you mm. mostly negotiations is about brackets, commas, periods, uh, um, numbers. You know, it, it is a very um, mm. scientific technological game. Um, Mm. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with people. You're dealing with human impact. Mm. Um, mm. What was so significant about the contributions of Hokabed and also, we should not forget, Tylee Terena, um, those two mm. ladies were, were superb, brilliant, I would say. Um, mm. Nothing that myself or um, Hindu, um, Umar Ibrahim, um, or... Elder Frank Erbogishik would have said from the, um, let's say, the negotiation perspective, from the position and, mm. and, and all that, um, mm. would have made any sense if uh, um, Hokabet and Tylee did not say what they said in that meeting. They mm. humanized the whole thing. Mm. They said, like, what the mm. human impact is. And you could just see, mm. like, the, the people across from us at the table... Um, that it hit home to them. It really hit them in their backyard. Like, oh, mm. Mm. yeah, this is what you're talking about. So, yeah. which puts whatever in these people's uh, demands are into the proper context. Because this is not just because uh, we're not demanding this. Or these are not the priorities just to uh, make us sleep nice, of uh, sleep well at night, or make our socks go up uh, pleasantly. Mm. No, it is. Because of what they said, um, and, and Hokebeck, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, either one of you said, um, the idea is, is so that my children can sit across from the table years from now with your children. That hit so close to, their, clo so close to home to them, because you, mm. you see them, oh, right, this is what they're talking about. That, mm. um, and I think it, it was... It was it was a super thing. So Frank uh, Erbogishik was talking about from an elder perspective um, and, and Tylee and, and Hokabed were talking about like the human-to-human -human connection. So mm. the only thing that I had to do, you, said, you talked about like why do you go to the UNFCCC? That's the mm. why. They explain why it is important that human rights and these people's rights are in Article 6. Mm. It, they explain why. The only thing that I had to do like this is how. 
this is how you can reflect what they said mm. through uh, right, uh, declaration rights in people's blah, 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 6.2, 6.4, 6.8. Um, yeah. But like they did the bulk of the work. Um, yeah. And it's not even without any effort. They just talked human to human. And mm. so, so that was something that I really would like to highlight um, as in as it was a very one of the most significant um, bilateral meetings that I participated in in in, in all my years, um, seeing like the the, um, the dynamics and the perspective, like the why and the how and how that impacted mm. the our worthy adversaries on the on the on the other side of the table or partners at the other side of the table. Yeah. Now, I'm reminding of the time, you know, when Jocelyn said, you know, indigenous peoples are, are kind of experts, right, of their own own life. And, and they, they can be proud of the stories that they bring uh, to, to the table, like the one that you just mentioned. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's been fascinating. You know, I, I don't have a lot of opportunity to, to, you know, to watch the, you know, indigenous diplomacies and bilats, bilats, you know, with my own eyes. But but uh, but the s- stories that I tell about these me- these closed behind closed doors meeting that has a real impact uh, that has made a real impact uh, on 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 others it's 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 equally kind of uh, uh, always um, interesting to 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 hear and 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 understand. Um, so let's let's try to let's try to close this because it's been you know as always uh, long. Um, and maybe maybe we can catch up on um, other uh, things that we left uh, for for later discussions. But like, you know, when you when you go home, right? When you when you're on your way home, like, what are some of the things that are in your mind? Um, because because everybody, at least everybody I know, kind of you know, walk out of the cop feeling like feeling a little bit you know uh, sad because you know. It's ending, and and all the uh, hype, and 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 I don't know conference high uh, you, uh, that that you enjoyed uh, in the in the in the in the um, in the last you know ten ten days. It's kind of ending abruptly, but but I just I just want to kind of understand you know what are you know what do you think about you know on your way way home like when you're on a plane or when you're leaving the venue for the last time. Um, what are some of the thoughts that, that you have uh, with you? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. when it's finished, I, I was thinking how we can continue to talk about that with um, my community, how we can continue have together to have a strategy mm. when we are going to have other opportunity to talk about uh, uh, this reality in mm. other courts. Uh, I was uh, uh, writing to Masardule and my other brother. I forgot the other brother, the name, uh, but you know, then you know him is very, you know him. Uh, you remember the other brother from Kunadule people was at the COP while well, I was talking with him too. Uh, and then uh, to continue, uh, ask what we are doing, like a Kuna Dune people, because in my in our Congress, Kuna Congress, we have uh, a plan, we have a strategy, but mm. sometimes we need to to talk more with the community, 
And then uh, for me, I was thinking how we can have this relation with organizations, with the Congress CUNA, with youth people, with his grandmother and grandfathers. And then for that reason, now I was trying to work with any with youth Congress CUNA, how we can working together with about climate change and Masardule to asking a lot about how we can have together this kind of not only conversation how we can make a plan together or to push the plan from Kuna Congress and mm. then I think that for me I was thinking about that and then how we can continue to write or to have, or to have a record about what happened in our community yeah um, but you know now it's the pandemic <laughs> And then uh, we are, you know, continue travel to different places in Panama, but uh, mm. we're still talking and thinking about that. And then I think we are going to have uh, in in some months some meeting about that. I think for me and to continue to to learn about with Gasali and you and others guys still has working with human rights and article seeds. And for me, it was thinking about that. Ghazali, mm. your thoughts on your way back home? Um, well, COP, all right, so COP5, let, let's take that as an example again. Um, went into double overtime, obviously. Um, yeah. Never uh, went into, what was it, like 15 or 16 days? Um, mm. So, after every cop, after every cop, I need at least nine days to recuperate. That that's one thing yeah. that really pops into my into my head, because uh, it's so intense. Um, it's it's full throttle every day. Um, so so the people know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm we're not joking uh, when we when we say we get up at six. Um, almost everyone gets up at six, and if we're lucky, uh, we uh, we go home at I don't know eleven twelve. And some occasions mm. at, at one, or even do not go home. Um, mm. Like toward the, towards the tail end of of COP twenty five, um, a lot of us just uh, yeah stayed over at the at the at the at the office. Um, so mm. if you do that every day, um, it, it it's uh, um, you have to really take very good good care of yourself. And obviously, mm. it's two weeks, and there's a weekend in between. But if you think that a weekend in between is to rest and recuperate, it's you're wrong. As in, yeah, you can take mm. a little bit of time to to um, to relax, uh, but your mind is still in in cop mode, and yeah. that is what you need to understand: is that your body is might be like, right, yeah, I'm relaxing. We're taking a walk through Madrid, having a feed over here, um, relaxing a little bit, but your mind is still all right. Next week is because you know, week one is a cakewalk compared to the second week. Um, because the second week, mm. that's where the high level uh, um, government representatives, negotiators come in, and everything in terms of uh, pace, it goes from total pace to really like um, roadrunner uh, mode. You know, it, it is. Um, so there's no way that you can prepare for that. Otherwise, other than just jump, jump right in and and ride, try to ride that wave. So you have to prepare. You prepare yourself for 
um, for that. You try to anticipate. All right, yeah. Um, so they have to be. Um, so Friday, assuming that Friday is a deadline, they need to have a final draft by Wednesday, meaning we only have two days to really make an impact. So yeah, you, you reverse engineer again to, all right, on Sunday, all right, um, you, you and I, Tomo, we had the, we had the talk, uh, like uh, when we were walking, when we are eating, um, all right, uh, this is what, what it will look like. The first two days, we have 48 hours to really make an impact. Then it's off to the negotiations, and the do, we don't have any access to the negotiations anymore. You know, so you, uh, um, yeah, it, it is it is high uh, high tempo uh, working in a way. If and you do that every day, that when you as soon as you get on the airplane, train or whatever to get home, you really, um, at least for me, at least. I know that I have to like take like nine days mm. to really recuperate for, for, from everything mm. um, to be able to like, um, yeah, get my energy back. Um, n- but also knowing that nine days is a very long time. Um, so I try to, uh, um, and it's while things are, things are still fresh. Um, so th- that's what I did at COP25. I, I recorded a, a assessment while mm. things are still fresh. I just recorded it and just, flipped on the, my iPhone, my camera, and just started talking. All right, this is what I know. This is where we are. So that, yeah. um, like, once we go to COP26, which is, uh, which was supposed to be last year, but it's going to be this year, um, that you know, all right, these are the stakes. This is, this is what I knew back then. Um, and yeah. I, that, that's my starting point. And that's, uh, that's how, um, so based on information that I had back then, mm-hmm. we had to start moving. Um, mm-hmm. So... So you you try to while things are still fresh try to recuperate try to process everything because the nine days is also a lot of processing. Yeah. Uh, what what happened? Because um, it is cop. You don't live in cop. Cop lives in you. Like it it it, yeah. it, it guides your whole whole life in a way. <laughs> like I said, you know, it's from from meeting to meeting. Like the, those times, it, it's, it's nothing but numbers to you. You know, it's just like all right, yeah, three p.m. meeting. 3.50 p.m. Is, is another meeting. Like, it doesn't even compute to you. Like, oh, that is nearly, uh, nearly evening or that is, this is uh, dinner time. It doesn't even compute, mm. um, at least mm. in, my, in, my, in, my, in my perspective. There's a lot of other people that have the time uh, um, to, 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 you know, to have lunch and everything else. And I just, usually I have lunch at 6, dinner at 11, yeah. uh, if we're lucky. Yeah. You know, if, if there's still, yeah. something is still open. Um, and then again, yeah. like, it's, it's still open for a half an hour. So you have to like quickly have to like, yeah. like yeah, really get everything, eat everything, and then make your way home so you at yeah. least get proper hours of sleep, um, so mm. that you can, um, um, yeah, or have enough energy for for the next day. Um, and that is, uh, um, yeah, like the the the, the processing. Uh, also occurs within within the nine days. So not just like the work. All right, this is this mm. is what this is the impact it has made. Because yeah, you can only mm. see see things. You can only put things in perspective in retro in re- retrospect. You know, like all right, yeah, yeah this this is what happened. Uh, I went to this mm. meeting. I went to that meeting. This is how it like it all makes sense. You you make choices on that makes sense that at that point, um, based on information that you have. Only yeah. after it, you can really assess, all right, did I make the right choice? 
and mm. to limit the, the the wrong choices that you make you that's at least what i do i i, I focus on principles you know like all right so yeah full and effective participation of indigenous peoples normative framework being the declaration blah 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 you know that so that you don't make any big mistakes that 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 would that would hurt your uh opportunities and possibilities mm-hmm. further down the road and that is what mm. um what's something that you also have to keep in mind is that yeah you're making subtle but significant steps like it's not about like mm. making monumental steps but it's like making subtle but significant steps um so mm. that it all adds up to something um that is um is very very significant you know um so all that all like there's, there's so there's a lot of things going on in those nine days and then by the time it's christmas and then you get you, you get that um whole mm. uh, uh full throttle thing again and then yeah and then the yeah. new year starts and then you have to start work, yeah. working again for the yeah the the intercessionals you know so it is yeah it is a i won't call it a rat race um it, but it is a um yeah, it is a continuous process, you know, it, it, yeah. that, that is likely to repeat itself over and over again. Yeah, no, I mean, as long as, as long as the, yeah, I mean, the, the, the cop exists where, you know, where, uh, you know, the indigenous peoples and, and, and all the other, all other rights holders there are, wherever they may be, um, have their voices heard and be reflected on the decision and, uh, itself and, and be part of the process, then I'm, I'm very much confident that, 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 you know, that, we, that, that Indigenous peoples, uh, myself and others, will continue on engaging with the process to fight for, um, for, for, for the representation of those uh, who are not there in the room and have no, no voice at all. Uh, at this point, um, I don't know. Um, it's approaching uh, good old. Uh, it's approaching good old one hundred and fifty minutes. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to add? Um, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about you know uh, uh, experiences of of you know of I don't know of empowerment and disempowerment and and. Uh, and solidarity and all that, but maybe we have to save that for another time um, because I think it's a, it, it's it's somewhat a theme that that cuts across a lot of UN processes is that there is a there is something that you know there are there are some moments that you feel in these processes where you feel like you've been empowered, uh, and uh, while while other places you feel like you know you, you're you're kind of stuck in a. In a, in a in a darkness um but m- maybe that's for something maybe there's something to be shared in another another podcast right or, or clubhouse um well, well yeah, we, could, sure. we could we could give a taste you know like give a taste of uh um, yeah by by kicking off a, a little bit um i don't yeah. know what you had in mind um I, I do have a little bit of time time still so um depends on who yeah. bet obviously um but i'm i'm i'm, I'm cool with uh um yeah doing that little tasting yeah poke a bit what what, what about you do you do you you have appetite for more talk or do you uh do you need to go back to your obligations uh in your community and 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 your home 
<laughs> yeah, it's very inter interesting to talk with you and to learn and to and to hear about your experience. Uh, but I have to go back to my job. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, but I am very happy to be here to listen. Yeah. And to talk about about our experience, I, I learn a lot. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um. So, so you, you need to go now. You need to. You need to. Uh. You need to do things at, at home or you or at work. I, I assume. Yes. But I'm All happy right. to. But I'm happy to be here. Uh, with you. Thank you so much for inviting me and I learned a lot. Thanks, Hokabed. So it's 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 you and me again. Yeah, uh, we, we could yeah we can give a, a I don't know I don't know what you had in mind but as a, as a, like a um yeah, quick appetite taste of of, yeah. uh, of what you meant what you meant. Yeah, um, you know, me, you know, as you know, as an outsider looking in to not just the COP itself, but you know, but the Indigenous Peoples Caucus and and uh, and um, events that are taking place conference venue. Um, I I I experience I I myself also experience a moment of you know moment of uh, empowerment. Right. Um, uh, I get a lot of energy from you know advocates uh, and and people showing solidarity. Uh, in this, in you know, in what can be a very difficult time at the at the at the UNFCCC processes, uh, I see a lot of you know youth events that that gives us energy, uh, that that where storytelling um, uh, makes makes us reflect right uh, on on the work that we do and and the reason why we're there. So so there there's there's a lot of emotions I think involved in in um, in in the in the process. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, Ghazali, because you've been around for a long time. Like, do do you have those, like, do do you have those memorable moments that that you always kind of uh, uh, cherish yourself? Uh, uh, the moments you feel, uh, this is why I'm here. This is what's, uh, this is the, uh, this is what gives me energy, even though you know things are going tough out there. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I have. I've... Two two experiences. Um, yeah. Obviously, both were in uh, Katowice, Poland, um, yeah. and you were there yourself as well. Um, so once once I hit that play button, that the memory play button, you you know what I'm uh, where I want to go to. Um, in terms of why doing what I do, and in terms of perspective, put everything in perspective um, because. There's like the, the longer you do this, um, the more you you, te you, you tend to um, go into that rat race, you know, like you, you tend to uh, go into that, um, be very pragmatic. Uh, you, you tend mm. to become part of the system, whereas the whole idea is, yeah. is to work the system. The whole idea is, is to um, um, yeah, change the system. Um, but if you do do that for, for too, if you you participate in in, in the UN for too long, you, you tend to really yeah uh, um, become part of the um, 
become part of it. Um, not that I was part of it, but I, I could just sense that um, um, that in, in Poland, that the, the indigenous peoples, that we were somewhat, there, there, was, a, there was a dilemma. There was, there were some people that were like, yeah, all right, um, let, let's aim, aim for the moon, let, let, let's go for it. And there were some people that were, uh, oh yeah, all right, you know what, let, let's just um, do what we can and, and, and just maintain the status quo. And there was, yeah, there, there was, there was, there was a, the, the, the difficulty. And what really brought us together as in, as in like in terms of uh, priority were the, these kids that, that were there, like the, these 12 year olds, the, these, I don't know, I think the eldest one was 12 year old, but like the youngest one was, like, I don't know, nine or 10. And yeah, like they, they gave their presentations actually, you know, like that they were meant to pre- present at the, at the, um, at some event at the, at the, at the, at the summit, at the climate summit. And we asked them like, all right, well, well, what are you, what are you going to, what do you want to talk about? What are your experiences? And that hits so close to home in a way that it really put everything into, into perspective. Like we always tell, at least that's, that's how I look at it. Right. Um, we always say that we do things for the next generations, the next seven generations, but only when, um, like they stood in front of us, the, the next generations and really said, well, I, yeah, I fear for my life. I fear for my community that, that resonates, you know, like, holy, holy shit. Yeah. Like did, did this nine year old standing in front of you, um, talk, traveling all the way from Canada, um, just to say, say that, um, it really puts things, uh, yeah, in, into perspective. Like it colors the whole thing in for, at least for me and, and all that. And, and the, the first thing that, that popped into my mind was like, how can we as, as their, as leaders in, in a way, cause they look at us as leaders, like how can we be of value to them? Um, so the least that we could do is have them speak in front of, of the, the, the states, in front of the member states. And so, that, so we organized that, like, ad hoc. They did, next, day, next day, did a panel. Yeah. We were, we were about to do the panel, but, like, have them speak at it. Um, and so that's in terms of why, I, why you do what you do is, like, yeah, they, these kids, you know, like, like they, yeah. they, they, shouldn't be, they shouldn't have to, like, worry about um, um, their life or their community or whatever. Like, they, have to, they should be worrying about cutting curfews, you know, like, and, and, yeah. and getting home late, you know, trying to come up with excuses to, uh, um, I don't know, to, to go outside, play outside or, you know, like, or mm. kiss boys, kiss, kiss, kiss girls, you know, that, that kind of thing. That I worry about, yeah. not about fighting climate change and everything else. But then again, you know, like mm. they they're there and and super brave. So, so in that sense, like that is like the, um, the why the monumental or the the the, um, experience that made me like, yeah, I want to. This is amazing. I want to do this um, more often as much as possible for the rest of my life. Um, was actually the moment that. Um, um, that the, the the platform was adopted, or the the the, mm. so the working group was adopted. You know, I was. Yeah. I remember the. Um, I was sitting in the back. Uh, I was just taking it all in. Um, and 
um, yeah, so like in these peoples, we have our own seats uh, next to the constituencies and um, Elder Francois Paulette and um, Teara Fatu, Maori and Pacifica youth and, and, and some other dele delegates, Indian delegates were sitting behind him. And um, yeah, like, I remember that it was on a Saturday, 6.30 p.m. that went, that, that gavel landed. And I mm. was just sitting there and it was the sight, the sight of um, my indigenous relations, um, um, everyone just crying, hugging each other, um, that we as a collective, we, we did this. We, we mm. as a team effort, that we, we managed to accomplish this um, mm. like a David versus Goliath kind of thing. Yeah, and I was just looking at them like, yeah, this is this is this is amazing. This is this is why I, this is why I love doing this. Um, mm. Just just not not for your own personal gain, but it's like to see other people, um, yeah, uh, see them uh, cheer and, and because of something that we've been able to uh, mm. to accomplish. Um, mm. And, and, and in Poland, um, there was nothing much positive that came out of Poland. They came out of mm. uh, Katowice. Mm. Um, um, the I, IPCC report and everything, a mm. special report that mm. didn't, wasn't accepted or included. Um, so the, the only thing was, was, was the platform. So not just indigenous people, but also mm. like member states mm. were like cheering and, 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 mm. and, 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 and that. So um, now that I think of it, it was... That, but also like the caucus, like the, the first caucus after we concluded mm. negotiations. Where yeah. It was like a full house, states yeah. and indigenous peoples um, yeah. just celebrating, taking in the moment. Yeah. Um, that was also like being a, being a, like um, a wallflower, just yeah. seeing people really like cheering, like in, in, like in this, just like euphoria, like, oh, I'm, we did it. We, we managed. It was a three-year process, and we yeah. we managed to do it. And it was unheard yeah. of. It is unheard of within the, within the UN UN system, and it is being yeah. used as a model for other UN. Uh, yeah. Um, 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 yeah. Um, uh, bodies and, and, and instruments. So, seeing everyone, um, yeah, um, uh, cheering, laughing, um, yeah, indigenous peoples mixed with state representatives. Uh, negotiators um that is um that's that's not only like an accomplishment but also a vision yeah as in like yeah you know it, it is possible we can do this you know like yeah. uh, um it, it is um as long as yeah like we we, we can do this <laughs> we can achieve this so yeah those are the the, the the three um uh yeah memories of, yeah. of, of why I do what I do and why I'd, I'd love to continue doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's when you talk about, you know, changing, you know, not becoming part of the system, but, but trying to change it from within, like these, you know, bringing, bringing humanity or human aspect into diplomacy is precisely, you know, what you, what you actually remember. Uh, you know, whether that is, you know, kids coming into the caucus or the, you know, or the uh, 
Tara Fatih crew singing at a, you know, at a plenary, which has a very strict protocol about, you know, how things should run. And then, and then you have the uh, caucus afterwards, the morning after that, you know, that, that brings together, you know, the negotiators as, you know, as, as friends and as, 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 as equals, right? I mean, that, 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 is it, is it, is it the kind of changing the system that you're talking about or, I mean, it's, it's definitely part of it, I, I would imagine. It, yeah, it's 100% part of it, you know, like it, it is getting the foot in the door. Um, yeah. just to have that, um, cause like I said, you know, it, it is, um, it's not about making one significant monumental move. Um, right. it is about, um, it's changing a culture. The UN yeah. is a culture, um, and you cannot do that overnight. You have to do it like bit by bit, trying to get the, the right pieces in the right order, in the right position, um, so that they, so that it changes the whole thing and by the un i mean yeah. not the institute but like the international community um yeah you know and but the un is just a vehicle you know it, it's just a vehicle yeah. to change the the culture of the international community so yeah um that that's if there's and everyone everyone needs a vision everyone needs a goal like a crystal clear view of all right this yeah. is what i want to see and we yeah. can talk about uh, like equity and equality, but how does it look like? What does it look like? You know? Yeah. And for me, it looks like that caucus meeting when the Indian yeah. peoples and states were just like in the euph- euphoria and everything was great and everything is, um, yeah. that, 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 that's the, at least for me, that was the, the, the vision, like the goal that the point in the horizon, horizon, the, the North star, like, yeah, that, that's, um, what um, equity and equality looks like to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, um, um, that, that, that's what it is, I think. Yeah. No, like, it's, it's always pity that, you know, and I keep telling this, every time I have a conversation with, 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 with you is that, you know, it gets interesting, you know, towards the end. And, you know, we could go on for hours. Um, just talking about um, every little moment that that counts, counted towards whatever transpired, the, the, the result of, 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 you know, years of indigenous people's work um, um, up to this moment. Uh, but I don't know, I guess uh, uh, that's a taste, so to say. Uh, um, uh, I would, you know, I would love to kind of, you know, allude to different processes that are out there that, you know, which which is which is similar, which is different in dynamic, uh, perhaps, uh, whether uh, CBD or or um, or the Human Rights Council or even enhanced participation processes, which are, you know, which are which are much much of a higher hurdle for Indigenous peoples, but. I, but, um, but, you know, me only being observer for, you know, permanent observer, so to say, for climate change uh, area, it, it, it's hard to kind of bring it in, but maybe, maybe there is an opportunity for, for, for you know, for uh, later, you know, Clubhouse to allude, you know, talk about, you know, different uh, processes that are happening in the UN and how, uh, what people, how people get onto these kind of processes, what are, you know, their experiences and, and then how people can get involved. I mean, I mean, these are some of the things that I feel quite passionate about is the how to get people, you know, how to get, 
how to open up the UN for for more and more people to kind of kind of understand and 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 uh, and and get into right. Um, I don't know. Maybe th- these are just kind of my rough sketches um, uh, of of you know how you know uh, of things to come. I would say because um, because it's it's not easy to find for a lot of indigenous people. And even even for someone as myself to kind of get get your foot in the door. Well, you're, you're absolutely right, and it, it is. Yeah. Um, um, what do you mean, like foot in the door within the UN? Um, yeah, yeah, like you is... know, just for just for ordinary person like like us. Or no, I mean, you're you're not you're not that ordinary. You're a quite extraordinary person. <laughs> but you know, but like for to for any you know any any aspiring you know young indigenous youth or or youth, full stop you know to 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 get into the UN and 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 to to be part of the, to be part of the movement or to support something that support the movement itself. Yeah, and I think uh, conversations like these are I think can be helpful. Um, yeah. To yeah get an insight of the 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 like the. The, the nitty-gritty you know it's, it's not like, like um yeah. what you see what you get to see on the website of the unit triple c for example but it's more about like yeah, yeah. what in practical terms um what does it entail like uh, like what well, is the preparation and, and um the uh yeah, the pace and the patience i think i think that is something that we yeah. have not talked about but it's something that is super important right. You need to have patience. Yeah. You need to be able to be very patient um, yeah. um, in, in, in these processes. Um, not only like yeah. on a macro level, um, patient that things will happen, but also like be patient in terms of the, 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 the micro level, as in be patient yeah. and that, that have a lot of patience because, yeah, they're, they're, people don't have time or, you know, like you want to make big moves, big plays, but... Um, there's so many things that are uh, factors that are that are involved. Um, so, um, yeah, it is. I, th- I think it, it's it is at least an, um, to give people an idea, right? Of, of yeah. what what um, what comes around a corner when you when you uh, when you start thinking about going to a UNFCCC or. Um, from uh, or go to the Human Rights Council or or whatever you know like that that it's um, yeah I think it like I said you know it's um, the UN is a black box and mm. um, the fact that it's a black box doesn't mean that it should stay in black box um, yeah you know so it is um, at least in, in in the best case scenario like this is. This gives people an insight into, like, all right, what goes behind, goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, you know oh, no, sorry, the worst case. That, that's what I like, the worst case scenario. Worst yeah. case is that people have an insight into what's going on behind the yeah. scenes. Best case yeah. is that people actually pick up this ball and run with it. You know, like, all right, yeah, now I know how to do things. And this is just how I do it, how you, people like myself, yeah. you, and Hokebet yeah. do it. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it has. P- Proven or not, shown that has been effective. We've been able to accomplish uh, yeah. some things. So, so um, um, yeah, it's just like people should not see that as a as a as a recipe for success, but as a right. as ingredients for for success. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the recipe you have to do you have to do yourself. Yeah, I mean there yeah. are you know, hundreds of other indigenous peoples who head to the climate change summit every year, uh, and mm -hmm. I and 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 it'd be it'd be very fascinating to hear, um, you know what 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 they would say to some of the, you know things that we talked about, uh, and you know different motivations, different struggles of getting to the meeting, uh, uh, you know finding something that that is worthwhile for them to uh uh participate uh in 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 hundreds of meetings and side events at the venue and 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 you know and 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 thinking about you know what 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 you know how can i bring how can i bring back the experience or, or the or the uh uh results of the summits to their own people and 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 Think, think ahead about about what they can do, what they can do with the 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 processes that are happening at the global level, in the local level, and into the future. So, I mean, never enough time, but but I think I think you know, uh, so far, I mean, during the pandemic, we Ghazali has done a lot of work to to you know to to get people to to um, to come to his show and. And, and talk about you know experiences and it's been really uh, empowering, right? So is it a, is it a moment for promotion, Ghazali? Is it? A, <laughs> um, uh, it, I've heard I've heard so many. Um, uh, I've listened a lot lot of the um, you, lot of lot of you know interviews and, and roundtables on YouTube and podcasts, and it's been it's been absolutely amazing experience. So uh, I don't know. I I would definitely recommend it at least uh for anyone uh both indigenous and, and non-indigenous peoples to to listen in uh because it is uh it is truly it is truly uh a significant piece of project that that Ghazali is putting together these days uh so so with that i think i think should we close i think uh we can we can move the conversation to the next one yeah yeah sound, yeah. sounds good yeah. um, and thank you for 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 organizing this I'm super yeah. appreciative for, for doing this and also the kind of words that you just now shared. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just like documenting a journey, I, I would say. Um, I'm, yeah. I have an idea. I, mean, I, 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 I hope for, you know, I hope for these moments as much as you do when you were in Katowice where, you know, states and indigenous people are in euphoria that, that you know, not just the states and indigenous peoples, but also, you know, different communities and academics or, or youth or elders. Uh, People from all backgrounds uh, uh, can develop understanding of, of indigenous people's situations around the world uh, through these conversations. So, so um, I'm really thankful, and 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 yeah, we we really looking forward to the next one. All right, cool, man. Um, yeah, again, yeah. thank you, and um, have a great yeah. night, evening, morning, if you're listening, yeah, wherever you are. Uh, and yeah. you, good um, afternoon, good evening. What is it? Evening, right? For yeah, you? Uh, good evening for us and good evening to you. <laughs> yeah, it's almost midnight. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. <laughs> bedtime. All right. All right, bedtime. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you so much. much. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast, of course. Um, do me a favor and open your browser. Go to linktree slash gomaluku. So that's linktr.ee slash gomaluku if you're a watcher i'm also posting youtube 
if you're a reader, I got you on Medium. Um, don't have a lot of time. I got you on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, on all these platforms, I'm documenting and posting content. Um, so you'll find all these links on the link tree slash Gomoluku. So let's connect on these platforms. I really appreciate all of you that I'm already connected with on these platforms. Um, thank you so much and have a great day.